0: What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, August 10th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Father Zo. With me, as always, is Mr. Aldo Soto.
1: The Cubs are about to lose two or three to the Mets, and I know we're going to complain a lot about decision-making, maybe some poor hitting. Uh, brutal decisions to pitch uh, to the guy who's hitting a thousand home runs against you. Um, the Cubs heading into the series have won six in a row uh, after the All-Star break except for one series. The first series after the All-Star break, they lost two or three to the Boston Red Sox at home. Joe Girardi was uh, calling those games. Get that fucker out of my life because is going to be the sole reason that the Cubs are going to blow uh, up a chance at making the playoffs. It's a rational jump. Uh, but also, Baseball it's fun. also true. So I'm just spitting out facts here. Get Joe Girardi out of my life. Yep. And Take the Northwestern job. Go fuck up with Ooh. them. Just get out of here.
0: And is rocking his Bears jersey, Drew, the good Reverend K. Fitz.
2: Yeah, actually, I think that uh, both Chicago teams have been jinxed by um, scab color commentators that are like lobbying for the job that they're broadcasting for. Uh, All season, so every time Girardi's there and then the White Sox have their own guy that's been lobbying for the job being... A bad luck charm as well. So I think it's kind of interesting that that happens. But uh, no, I'm I'm, I'm kidding because Joe Girardi not bad luck. He's just a bad manager. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Joe Girardi is bad <laughs>
1: <laughs> His
2: hair his head is square. He's got a square head, though. It's really we're
0: getting the sense that although really thoroughly. Aldo really doesn't go after people individually. Like I don't. That. Oh, you no, hear him like, going after this. It's, it's like the, the
1: Cubs baseball hasn't mattered in a couple of years. Like it actually we're actually playing uh, meaningful games here. And I can't help but look at the facts, though. The facts are six in a row. Joe Girardi nowhere in fucking sight. No way. Out of the booth. Cubs win like what? What was kind uh, Kevin, 13 of 16. Yep, 13 of One series loss after the All-Star break. Joe Girardi calling games. Get him the hell out of here. Yep,
2: yep. And you know, I mean, friend of the show, Chase and Shreve, will agree with you on that. Because there's no love lost there, too.
1: Good. Take him um, so... some Jared and Joe. Let's get him canceled. Get, get, I, get him out of the booth
0: i know they're coming out of the gate hot with a lot of cubs stuff and we're going to talk about the cubs because they are they are playoff contenders but i mentioned the white Sox. (laughs) we would be remiss to not talk about the baseball version of jerry springer the (laughs) chicago white Sox, and how they are total this week was just wild i've been chomping at the bit to get on here because there's just so much we need to talk about with this and i know a couple of cubs beat writers and you know you guys even mentioned it the cubs are putting together a great run right now six in a row they beat the atlanta braves who are arguably the best team in baseball uh you know getting back in the wild card race guys are getting hot and all anyone's talking about is the chicago white Sox because they are currently the car accident that no one can look away from right now it's from the ta fight to the bitch slapping in the locker room and everything in between we're going to get to that as well so, with all that being said, welcome to the cesspool. Let's tap this cake.
3: Free build of the favorites. we here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Yeah. Rigley or Canty, so the whole league that we here now. Yes. New show with a new mood, discussions and interviews, stray rumors that Mike might be. be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah, this is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. This is what waiting for. You can put it on the board,
0: as always, this show is brought to you by Sports Mockery and SportsMockery.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications. Bear seasons right around the corner. Uh, you're going to want to get all the latest news from actually hopefully a good team. Um, but I can't say that anymore because the Cubs are good. So uh, as the Cubs make their playoff run, you get a push notifications on that. And, and if anybody audience. and if anybody else from the White Sox decides to go to jail or get knocked the freak out, uh, you get notifications that way. So SportsMockery, SportsMockery.com, turn on push notifications. And also brought to you by Uncle Buds. Uh, check them out in Oak Lawn. Uh, 9700 South Cicero, they actually just uh, gave the menu a little bit of a makeover. So if you were there already, go back again. It's like a new place. Uh, Something's going on every night. Food is fantastic. I think they had like up to 20 taps or 30 taps there. Wide selection of beer. Always some locally crafted booze, too. I had some, uh, last time I was there, I had some bourbon from a guy actually in the Beverly neighborhood that made it with the Suns. It was pretty good. So, uh, so were you
2: telling me that Uncle Bud's went from first season of the Bear as Mr. Beef, and now they've revamped the menu, and now they're season two of of uh, the Bear going for I think that it's actually, sense.
0: I actually think they're ahead of them. I think they're season three. <laughs> they did like a summer menu that was really good. So I don't know. I think this is they've upped it, but um,
2: get them stars.
0: And Lewis Roberts just got hurt. uh
2: Oh. Oh, like how hurt though? Like,
0: like hurt or injured? I don't know. All we got in the comments is Luis Robert. Luis Robert just got hurt. By the way, sliding to third. So,
1: like Eloy Jimenez forgot to stretch for the fifth year in a row. <laughs> I mean, injured,
0: or... it's been a running joke, which is not really that funny. But how does Luis Robert not know how to slide?
2: He's never been taught. He's just gone up with his talent. And no one he was he was moving through faster through the system for anybody to teach him like legitimate fundamental stuff. That's something you see in a lot of things that he does. He's not fundamentally sound, and I don't think it's necessarily his fault because when you're that talented, people just push you through. Like you can you can mask uh flaws when it comes to the fundamentals and the game IQ because you make up for it a lot of the times with just Incredible, incredible ability, which is what he has. So, like, as he grows and learns, the more he's going to become a better ball player. But, yeah, sliding is definitely something that he needs to really improve on.
0: So, apparently, he was trying to steal third. Or he stole third. He was successful. There you go. But, um... Good for the fantasy stats. Well, <laughs> we'll check back in when we get an official word. I'm sure someone in the comment section will let us know.
1: Did he leave the game or he
0: uh I'm not seeing anything right now. So ah, we'll uh get to that. Shake it off. Someone in the comments will let us know. But um also a little bit of a fun fact that was just sent to us by Drew, who I, I appreciate him sending me these fun facts. Since being absolutely knocked out on television, Tim Anderson has only struck out.
2: <laughs> but should, I mean we He's just, been, just been there, swinging right? and missing for yeah, a while? So we're just we're just
0: gonna start there. We just um, got I mean
2: we got started right there.
0: So, it's been a while now. That's what you get when you do your show in the middle of the week. You know, you roll the dice about stuff happening on the weekend and uh, not being able to talk about it for a couple of days. And I'm sure by now everybody's heard this fight analyzed front, back, side to side. Miss
1: Robert was taken out of the game, by the way.
0: That's awesome. Um, but TA on Saturday, I should actually should probably have a video of this.
1: Well, which one of the million memes do you want to know.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, Tim likes to be viral, so he got his viral. He
1: did it?
0: Um, let's just pull up the fight. I want to do a step-by-step breakdown here. Is that a good video? I want the one from the side where you can really see.
1: Pull up the uh, the John Boy breakdown. Just mute it, and then we'll just talk <laughs>
0: over it. Uh, all right. Well, this is a good enough for you. So a lot going on here there's a there's a lot so here
1: what was crazy it was uh, the fight lasted two seconds that was the crazy
0: very thing. quick It was very <laughs> very 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 I think it was literally uh, from,
1: uh, Ta dropping the dropping his little glove to uh getting oh, knocked his ass out it was two seconds.
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah that's cool. that was that 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 was the ultimate fuck around and find out. Kind of thing because I mean, look, look, he he looked good, man. When he was getting ready to fight, he had this. You hands guys see my up. screen? Yeah, oh, here we go. Let's go. Yeah, all Let's right, break this down.
0: All right, we're gonna do this is a full breakdown. And first and foremost, I just want to say a lot of you have never been in like a Brook or a bar fight or a brawl in your entire life, and you told on yourself this weekend, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, good for you. So, first of all. Tim tagged him too hard and apparently so this goes back to the last series where uh, Cleveland was in the south side of Chicago and Tim 1 million percent pushed the dude's hand off the base, but they got the cost for some reason. And then after the game, Jose Ramirez said that Tim's been disrespecting the game for a long time and this has been building up. So that's where we get to this and then typical baseball, you get to join, you get the join. But this is where the Bama comes out, boom, right there. Boom. Hands T- up, he's ready. Now he's
2: protecting himself.
0: First question: Tim Anderson bats righty, throws righty. Why does he square up southpaw?
2: Why is he swinging with his with his right hand at all? Well, I'm just yeah.
0: saying he's squaring up like he's a lefty. He's got the left hand back. You always put your power hand back. Which, if you're well, a righty, you put a righty.
1: I think so. I he's think TA across. might have
0: been telling on himself. I don't think he's. That. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, that, TA... becomes, that becomes more evident. <laughs> well, he so he was
2: watching Creed three and too much, and uh...
0: yeah, the only time a righty's ever been successful or someone's been successful switching hands mid-fight has been Rocky. Rocky.
2: Yeah, Rocky. So, Maybe he was trying to be a Rocky, like oh, this guy thinks I'm a righty. Watch this. Yep,
0: thinks I'm right. I'm gonna switch it up. Lefty, flawless logic. First little giant boom. Okay, so.
2: Oh, see, yeah. And look at that overhand right. He's got no leverage there.
0: But see, he is a righty. Look at this guy's face. That's hilarious. Uh, uh, so, obviously, he is a righty because he swings with his right hand. And just like the first half of the season, Tim swings and misses. Just right over his head. Boom. And then he goes Ow. for the second one. Another again. I mean, if Tim were to swing like three inches lower, Jose Ramirez is probably still sleeping.
2: You know, and Ramirez, look at Ramirez's left arm. He's ju- he pushes him away just enough that he misses that punch, too. Yep, if Ramirez doesn't push him in the chest, this he is does, not a punch. No, this he's pushing him away.
0: He's pushing right. him away. Right. By the way, this man, this man did he's nothing. Yeah. He did nothing. And this Who is, is the behind Copeland? Is that Remlard? Yeah.
1: Uh, he is like, help.
0: Help. <laughs> he, we'll large, see you in Valhalla. Rumlard's screaming, I need an adult.
1: It's like, help.
0: <laughs> this guy has had front row seats to now the last two amazing fights in baseball because he was there when, oh, dear, got knocked the F out. That's oh, also the he, face someone
2: makes when they're second row of Beyonce season. and they know they're going home with the date that you brought to Beyonce second row. And- so miss. <laughs>
0: oh, wait, wait. We missed them. This is a crucial punch here.
2: Uh, senior Sox has kids.
0: This Makes is crucial. So, Ta uh-huh. going for points in the later round starts landing body shots here. No, 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 I saw a different angle.
1: I I think he also missed. I think he went over three. I, I then the other angle, his his hand, his hand. Went... And then that one's just like no. So it was. I mean, I'll hit. give him credit. That, that's that, that's like the hit by pitch. They get you got the yeah. Loose, there's the uh, miss. You got the, the miss jersey. Right?
0: So this is the force punch. That's the miss. <laughs> And then he kind of brought it in and caught the wrist. there you go. And then this is when, okay, let's talk about this, because this is now the infamous punch that everyone's going crazy about or whatever. First of all, we're watching this in slow motion frame by frame. This all happened in a matter of 10 seconds. So what's happening here is Kopech is pulling him off. His eyes are closed. He just throws up a Hail Mary, doesn't even catch him on the chin. It's like a closed-hand slap.
2: It's really it's not nu- it's the front knuckles. It's not, yeah, the, yeah, it's not the knuckles. Yeah. Knuckles. He got. I mean, he. It's almost then, like he got hip slapped. I wish. Hold on. we there's not, a, I don't know if that's, that's better for Tim that he didn't even get a full fist. He got a. Well,
1: apparently it's not the first yeah, time. So it's had, in he he this
2: knuckles, is,
0: You can't see it because it's blurred. But in this frame, his eyes are closed. Like if you watch this at full oh, speed, yeah. his eyes are closed right here, and he's just throwing. And yeah. this is where the lights go out for TA. And first of all. I've seen a million and one tweets like, oh, glass jaw, Anderson. T.A.'s got a glass jaw. Jose Ramirez is 5'10", 200-something pounds of fuck you. And he just hits bombs from both sides of the plate. He's a very, very strong man. So for him to catch you full, unblocked swing right on your chin, every single person that tweeted that would be in the hospital right now with a neck injury if they got hit by this. Just saying. This is a good punch because you can even see the muscles flex in there. So, boom, T.A., night, night. Yep. And the, his eyes still closed. Getting pulled off Copic. Good form on the headlock here. T.A. going about to fall down. T.A. go boom. Copic getting a little – remember Bob Buckland from WWE doing the cross chicken wing? That <laughs> <Yes. laughs> in there a little bit. Trying I got to fish. point this
2: out. Wait, don't move. Look at this. Look at Andrew
0: Vaughn lead. Look at Andrew Vaughn leading in this video. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, he's over here in the bottom right hand <laughs> corner. This is before he. There he is.
2: He's leading. He's leading right there. Look at him lead. Oh, look. He's at like.
0: Oops. Of course, of course, Naylor gets right into it because he's a piece of shit. So he gets. Well, into did you it. hear
1: the story on that? What What happened between the shit talking in Chicago the last series, according to uh, Jesse Rogers, everyone's favorite uh, baseball report in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what that when they played each other in Chicago in late July, I think it was. Naylor hit a double or something, and he did, he did one of the White Sox players' celebrations. So then T A got he pissed off at that. that, started talking shit to Naylor. So then that's why Naylor's like, "Give me some," but yeah. he's like, "Oh, T is already." <laughs> Well, it's already know, night night, right? Now.
0: We all know that <laughs> Naylor. That's the thing. Yeah, Naylor is oh, known yeah. for like doing other team celebrations. Remember last year in the playoffs, yes, when they were the, down three games to one, and he did the rock the baby the, thing.
1: Them losing that game and he thought, yeah, and so it was also on. last year when uh, Kevin jinxed the Sox and the, yes. the Sox blew that big lead, and he was like just screaming his head off in the dugout, like MF in the White Sox, too. Yes, <laughs> um,
2: I've unjinxed them more times than I've jinxed them.
0: So, okay, what's going on here? So, Kopech did his job. He got Ramirez out of there. T.A.'s night-night here. He's about to go in the little upside-down fetal position. Is that third-base
2: coach, by the way, wearing a towel under his helmet right now? No,
0: I or think they're... he's blurry. Nail Nail Nail, being the super tough guy that he is, is coming in to get a little sloppy seconds on T.A. because he's already knocked out. Vaughn's, Vaughn's doing his job. He's protecting his d- dude who is now defenseless. And then if you keep going here – See, same, 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 same. Everybody's protecting everyone. 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 Remlard's still screaming. Remlard
1: is just in panic mode. This
2: entire. I think we need just like a montage of him in this whole thing. Just like, all, all right, the- now everyone's like, these
0: guys are like, be cool, be cool. Grandall's in here trying to act like he gives a shit when he's like, ha ha, I already hit him. Now that we know that, and then whatever. Nailer's still trying to go at it. Elvis gets in there. And then it's just basically just – then this turns into baseball fight with a lot of pushing and, like, whatever. But here's it full speed. So this is what I'm talking about. Look how fast. Boom, boom, miss, miss. And then he caught him on the chin on the fadeaway, eyes closed.
1: The, uh, the uh, What I found pretty weird about the immediate reaction to it – or not immediate, I guess it was uh, later that night – but was some Sox fans being, like, like, Kopech should have done more, or, like, why didn't I'm anyone bad. try to help out T.A.? I'm like, what? So, are, we, are we watching the same video here? Like, what are you talking about? If, right, if Michael Kopic yeah. doesn't uh, hold back Jose Ramirez, T.A. is, like, on the concussion protocol right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, a couple things. T.A. has always been a lightning rod. T.A. wants to be a lightning rod, good and bad. And so this happens lucky punch i mean i won't say lucky but like i mean the guy had his eyes closed and was being pulled off he he just got
4: caught he 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 just yeah and again that's what i'm talking
0: about if you're in a a brawl or you're in a bar fight or something like that you're gonna get caught with something you don't see coming you know what i mean like it just happens like things just happen when that you know what i mean and it's just like that clip Next season, TA can put up better numbers than Otani,
2: and people will still be playing that clip. Oh, they're gonna have like a bunch of signs like, visiting ballparks. Yeah.
1: I forget who it was. I mean, there's I'm sure there's a lot of people who are saying it's like, think of all the great things that TA has done and he did turning around his career. Great, like, he became one of the best hitters in baseball mm. for four straight seasons. All that. Means nothing now. Then his, leg- his legacy right now is
0: that is that video.
1: Yeah, like that is that is what he's going to be known for. I, I, well, I think it was, it was Herb or I yeah, heard Lawrence. It's like Rob. What, what do people know Robin Ventura for? Getting punched in the head multiple times. But, yeah, it, it's not like oh he's a pretty damn good player. Uh, no. it's not- I got a question too. Was this
2: the anniversary of the. It was uh, the day
0: after, I think. It was the day after. The,
2: the Bar- oh, okay. I was going to say. I thought it was like Yeah. Or I thought it was maybe the anniversary of the Barrett fight, but maybe. So, no. It was, the, it was the the one day after, after the Nolan Ryan the fight.
1: Ventura and uh, Nolan Ryan.
2: Yeah.
0: So again, TA can have a, a bigger year than Aaron Judge last year. He can go crazy. He can hit 75 home runs next year or whatever. That video is all that people are going to play. That's oh. just the world we live in. That's the world we live in. And the thing about being a lightning bolt with how much some people love you, people love to hate you even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I, like I said, on Twitter, I fucked up. I went on Facebook.
4: Oh. And, oh. And I, just, oh. I swear to
0: God, if I had a, a dime for every time I read the word Jackie Robinson or Jackie, I'd be a multimillionaire right now. It was ridiculous. Like oh. people need to grow the fuck up. Like, Like I said, people were telling on themselves for never being in a fight before. People were definitely telling on themselves for being major douchebags.
2: Was Tim Anderson too? Like he's one of those guys that when he's your guy, you love him to to pieces. But when he's on a rival team, you hate him. Like he's, he's, he's not likable if you are a fan of a team that's competing with the White Sox when the White Sox are competitive. Like he can be a foil to you. He can be someone that irks you the wrong way um you know i mean again just like aaron Rodgers, aaron Rodgers has a lot of people that hate him and a lot of people that love him um and if he's on your team generally you love him because he's on your, your he's your guy but the minute he's no longer your guy he may say stuff to piss you off like and all of a sudden you're on the other camp too so it when you are a guy like like well, anderson mm-hmm. that's a leader that's an athletic that has gifts and is is a guy that is not afraid to put it out there and be up front you know there's there's the there's the what's it's kind of Part of the game, you know, he yeah, puts himself um, out there. You have to respect that. That's it's a Strowman does the same thing. Um, I like outspoken athletes in general put themselves out there and sometimes shit like this happens, and it's like it's easy to just throw everything away now because oh, he got so slapped. I'm, Fins, I'm,
0: I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing. Luis Robert left the game with a sprained pinky finger. Oh, Jesus. Uh, x-rays were negative. He is now listed to as day-to-day. And day. Hey, those
1: can be tricky. He has to I grip know, the bat, though. At least yep.
0: it wasn't his legs. And yep. as someone with very broken pinkies, <laughs> it's okay, man. Um,
2: fingers I just look wanted like to add What the? I'm f- f- <laughs> not kidding.
1: I just wanted to add the other thing about the TA, like just the incident itself uh, between him and Jose Ramirez was, Obviously, the knockout sucks, but like he, he, he basically had everything going for him because he, because he looked cool as fuck when he threw down the glove. I mean, when he yep. put him up, he's like, "All right."
0: Oh yeah, I mean, even though he squared up wrong, yeah. it was just like so, okay. like
1: that. So that was point one, and then obviously he gets knocked out. It looked terrible after the fact, though. You know, you still have a a big group of White Sox fans being like, "Hey." At least somebody's showing some fight. Like, hey, yep. somebody fucking care? Somebody's standing up to some bullshit. Yep. Cool. So you still had that contingent of, of support from, a, would say, like a pretty good chunk of White Sox fans. Yeah, some of the big you, names, too. You had the third thing, which Jose Ramirez like sounding, sounding like an idiot, being like, oh, he tagged me too he hard. You tagged
4: me too hard. And
1: then, like, him saying, I'm, I think he picked his words poorly when he said, uh, oh, TA's been disrespecting the game. However he meant that, everybody was shitting on Jose Ramirez for that. Yep. So, like, T.A. had, like, all this, like, positive stuff, but it's just, like, we live in a day and age where nobody, there is a a slight percentage of people who saw the clip know everything else about it. They only know the clip. And that's, unfortunately, is, at least for a while, is going to be what T.A. is known for. And I think it was Lawrence Holmes uh, who, on his podcast that he did after it, He's like he just. I mean, if you truly do care about TA, you just hope that this doesn't. So spir- I mean, he's already had. I, I did a a lot of off-field shit. Like you just hope this doesn't continue that spiral that he is seemingly in. I did a spot
0: on uh, Sports Zone with our boy Sean and Maya in the morning, and that was on the Monday after it all happened. And I agree with Lawrence. I didn't even hear Lawrence's thing, but I agree with him. Like Tim went to Twitter and did all the cryptic shit. I don't know why he's deleted a lot of them now, but like he could have even just been like, yeah, he got me. And everyone would have been like, cool, it's over. But then he's like, yeah, we'll catch up to people. Like I'm messing with the people that fuck with me and all this shit. And it's just like, you're doing too much, man. But in doing that, like Lauren said, like all you just said, I said on Monday morning, like, I feel like that's him giving us a glimpse into like his state of mind. And like, this has been, a really tough year for Tim. He had a really shitty first half of the season. Obviously all the off field stuff. This all kind of started when his friend got murdered a year or two ago. That's when all the cryptic tweets and all this other stuff started happening. So, I mean, I, as a human, human, to human, I hope Tim gets the help. It kind of looks like he needs, he needs someone to talk to, I think, but as just like a guy, he could have easily just got on Twitter and been like, yep, you got me. You know what I mean? And it would have just been over. It would have been over, but so that happens, and you would think to yourself, "Wow, that must be all the crap that they're talking about that happened with the White That's
1: Sox." That's like story number five this week.
0: That's <laughs> been knocked down so long. So, and I also just want to point out that Middleton just came in to pitch against the White Sox because the Yankees are playing the White Sox. The White Sox didn't announce him; they didn't put his name on the scoreboard. They don't. They're basically trying to make it so like he doesn't exist, which. <laughs> The pettiness is actually appreciated here, but that's a perfect segue into the next thing that happens. So the White Sox clean house or not clean house, but they make a lot of trades. We talked about it last week. There started to become a weird theme with all the players that got traded from the White Sox. For me, it started when Jake Berger's first game with the Marlins, they won. Was it a walk-off?
4: Yeah, I think, I think they it was an it was a, yeah, it was a
0: extra inning whatever. And in his post-game presser, Jake goes,
1: that's the most fun I've had on a baseball field in a long time. To be fair, maybe that was relative. Maybe the last time he had fun was when, when he had his walk-off. And I'm,
0: I am in no way, <laughs> shape, or form saying that Jake, uh, Jake is purposely throwing shit. Jake doesn't seem like the type. I think Jake's just kind of like a straight shooter and he's just telling you his truth. You know, at the moment, that was the most fun he's had on a baseball field. And then, out of everybody, you get Middleton. <laughs> a, a middle reliever that the White Sox signed on a prove-it deal, who had a pretty good, pretty good season. He's having a pretty good season. So they dealt him to the Yankees. And all of a sudden, Jesse Rogers, which, again... Fuck Jesse Rogers.
2: Uh, rock tour. Uh, right, yeah?
0: That's the yeah. I, my dislike for him started when he covered the Blackhawks and he'd be like, I'm having a Q&A. Fire away. And people would ask him questions. He's like, yeah, it's in my blog. Here's the link. It's like, no, dude. <laughs> uh, it's just so pompous. You got to get the click subs out. I know, but it was so pompous. But um, so Jesse Rogers comes out with Middleton saying that Dudes are falling asleep in the dugout or taking naps in the dugout. Uh, Dudes aren't coming to meetings. Uh, There's just no culture whatsoever there. Like, it's not even like it's a bad culture. Like, there's just no culture. No rules. Uh, No rules. You can do whatever you want. And then he also kind of, like, blamed it. On the World Baseball Classic, guys, he's like, yeah, well, when your leaders go, when you have a new manager and then you look around the dugout or the locker room and all your studs are at the World Baseball Classic. So there was no one to, like, set the tone or whatever, like, create, like, rules from the get-go. And when they come back, it's just already anarchy. So basically saying Pedro has no control. The inmates run the asylum. So
2: that's better. He also said it's not really Pedro's fault. Yeah, he also absolved him of blame, saying it was it was going on even before. Right, he said this
0: was going on before Pedro. So right away, I'm glad he said that too, kind of. Yeah, because that just all the Tony boys. Oh,
2: I'll have something to say on that in a bit too. Which
0: there are a lot of Tony boys. Oh no, and Healy and your. I feel like that was such a lazy excuse using the WBC and stuff like that. But I know the Mets had a lot of guys too. But there was guys from a lot of teams that seem to have it put together um i'm glad i said that though so the tony boys couldn't even get started because they wanted to some of them actually did they did huh? and they were just like people were pointing out like they're obviously saying this has been happening this started under tony but um so middleton comes out swinging and then you get lance Lynn, who does his uh, weekly spot on the AJ Przyscinski foul territory show, which, by the way, that's a great show. I mean, big fan of it. I like how AJ just—he's AJ. He doesn't—he <laughs> does not uh, corner. Cor- AJ on that is show.
1: AJ, except for when he goes on local radio. Because uh... oh
0: no, no, there's a very big difference <laughs> between AJ on foul territory and AJ in the booth around local radio, which I get. You know, no, he's, he's trying to be professional.
1: AJ, no, AJ is be like, Jerry, give me a lifetime contract. I, I'll, yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> you're, you're amazing, man. Yep. And <laughs> give, then, me, give me a uh, 50 year job security.
0: But so I don't know what the rules are on using foul territory clips, so we won't use their clip, but I can paraphrase it because I watched the whole thing. They're starting, you know, they're talking about the TA stuff, and Lance is kind of giggling at it. You know, he's like, Well, it's, you never like to see that shit on a baseball field. That was his direct quote. And he's like, I'm just glad no one got really hurt. And they all kind of giggled because TA got, you know, noodle legged. And uh, then AJ just goes, So uh, Middleton said this, this, and this. And then uh, he goes, what part don't you agree with with that? And last goes. Well, I'll tell you what part's not true. And then like no one got the joke, but AJ's like, I get it. Like he's basically saying <laughs> nothing. that nothing. Is yeah, yeah. It.
1: the the, yeah. the I don't know who the co-host says that is, but I, I remember that clip. clip. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, all right, we're ready. And then you yeah, just I, hear AJ yeah. like, oh, he's,
0: I get he's it. like, I get it. Like, yeah, I get it, <laughs> moron. What up, Dougie? But, uh, yeah, that's – so, basically, you got Lance Lynn not denying it, and he almost kind of came over the top and confirmed – Scott Braun, yeah. He kind of came over the top and confirmed, like, that this isn't, like, a just-started-this-year type thing. So, the same day, Jesse Rogers goes on uh, ESPN radio, and he just – I think it's actually almost kind of reckless. I don't know why he started doing this, but he started naming names, and I was just like, okay, Jesse. Shit, he's whoa. like it, he goes, "It's the names you know. It's Yoan Mancada doesn't show up to meetings and has very little accountability. Eloy Jimenez doesn't put in the work, and that's why he gets hurt so much. Uh, who else did he say? He said Grandall. Yep, Grandal doesn't show up to meetings and just kind of does whatever the hell he wants. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then now everyone's overanalyzing, like, oh, he didn't say TA and like all this other stuff. And it's just
2: where was Jesse Rogers when everyone knew Javi Baez was skipping meetings and showing up late to meetings. Trying to get a better gig with the Cubs, so he wasn't gonna do this. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> well, um,
1: the funny thing about that is ESPN one thousand is the home of the White Sox.
0: Right. For radio. Oh, I know. I get it. But he was right. Doesn't now. even like cover the White Sox, but so I think it was easier for him to go out because the White Sox don't have access issues with Jesse Rogers. You know what I mean, like. But
1: I mean, the, nobody. The, you're, it's nobody the even cares. Nobody cares about the the athletic fired poor James bacon because nobody yeah. was fucking reading about the
2: white.
0: <laughs> right, and so he starts naming names, and so now it's just like a complete shit show, and so now. And this is where I really, I always miss Mitch, miss Mitch, but I could really use his Han impression right now. <laughs> this is where Han comes out to do damage control. Now, before wait, wait, this, we go. what I miss?
1: before that, because then the other story came out right before the press conference. Oh, that's that Han right. Had. That's
0: right. From, uh, we got to make sure we credit him because he was going after everyone on Twitter that didn't. Uh, Shane Reardon from 670 to score uh, came out with. Uh, The story that basically it was the game before the all-star break and Grandall wanted to leave. Like he just wanted to start his all-star break early and TA who was sitting in the tub goes, let that bitch leave. I'll pay for his motherfucking ticket. And Grandall walked over and it's been called a bitch slap. It's been called a punch. It's been called a slap. Basically he struck TA while he was sitting in the tub so, that story comes out, and then, one, that tells me Grandol should be put on a rocket ship to the moon yesterday. And it also shows me that T.A. actually gives a shit. And also... So, yeah, that was
1: another point in T.A.'s there. Yeah. It's like, hey, if this dude's like, fuck off with your PCN yeah, if, you, if you don't want
0: to be here, out dude, of here, yeah. boy, bye. I'll buy you a damn ticket. But like,
1: then it also shows that, like, nobody respects T.A. in that club. Yeah. They're well, well, walking well, but, up to him and slip. Yeah.
2: But <laughs> didn't see a lot of people rushing out. In his defense uh, there, though, he's
0: defenseless sitting in a tub. You know what I mean? Like oh, It's, you know, not, like, it's not like they squared up. I'm saying more
1: fight. so. Like you, <laughs> yeah. like, you just have, like, another one of your teammates being like, I care so little about you.
2: Right. <laughs> Open <laughs> and, hand slap. Like. Yeah, so so disrespectful, (laughs) but so that happens. So the cold tub, too. So, like, even if it hurt, he could just kind of go underwater and ice it. it Right? It it
0: had either been the hot tub or the cold tub. So, he was in a tub.
2: Tub.
0: uh, (laughs) I did want more details. Probably wishing it was
2: a hot tub time machine, probably so we can go back and maybe not drop his glove.
0: He's definitely not about that life, senor. I agree because the fact that he squared up Southpaw right away just told me that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that's not it. But um. <laughs> so that all comes out. And uh, the first person to do the damage control, ironically enough, is Jasmany Grandal. And he comes out trying to be like a martyr. He's like, I'm going to talk to the media so the young guys don't have to. I'll address this. And everyone's <laughs> like, no one asked you to, dude. Like, no one gives a shit what Yasmani. you're not on the team next year, bro. Did like he like knowing, say it
2: that way too? Like, I'll do Yeah,
0: it. I yeah. he's like they asked him, they're like, Why are you the why are you the one coming out? And he's like, I'm the veteran on this team, I'll do okay. it to the young guys. not and he has his hair all slicked back and shit. But uh <laughs> and so they asked him about the story with TA or whatever, and he's just like, No, nah, that never happened. Like, that's wild that someone would say that.
1: No, dude. His initial answer didn't sound like a guy that because because he was, I just saw that. It.
0: I just saw him keep saying, That's wild that someone would say that.
1: And then he was just like, Oh man, all I was thinking about was going back to my family at Lake House, which hey, that kind of lines up with the beginning of the story, Yasmani. It definitely does. Definitely the the does. beginning of that story was that you weren't in the lineup, you were pissed off, you were ready to leave. That I'm sorry,
0: day. <laughs> I keep laughing at this line. This is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's what I laughed at earlier. Yeah.
1: And then and then he gets done with like, Yeah, man, I, I mean all I was thinking about was, you know, going going to the lake house, being with my family. I hadn't seen him in a long time. I'm paraphrasing this, but that was basically right. his answer. And like somebody asked him, he's like so are you saying the, the fight didn't happen? He's like, Well, I think I just answered that. It's like right. you kinda didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it so was he, like a non-denial denial. It was basically what you And then after the fact, he's like, Yeah, no, it, it's it's crazy. He's like, it no.
0: doesn't, it didn't happen, whatever. And then all of a sudden video six seventy starts taking down videos. So you're like, wait, what? So is that real? It didn't happen or whatever. I've been told by someone not at six seventy that it did happen. So take that as you will, but
1: Bang, double
0: confirmation. So that all goes down, and Grendel, he starts saying a lot of nothing. Blah, 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 blah. blah. I'm sorry. It's blah, 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 blah. And uh, that's fine. So then Han comes out, freshly rehearsed script in his mind, ready to address all of this. Now, before I even talk about what he said, it says a lot about the White Sox organization that as Han is sitting there just taking bullet after bullet with every White Sox fan watching every single word he says and mannerism he has, that Kenny and Jerry are 20 feet away, like just hanging out, smoking a cigar, or, like talking to Bill Cower. Yeah, they're just like, hanging out with Bill Cower. Yeah, they're just chilling. They asked they asked Jerry Reinstorf if he wants to get in there, and he's just like, nah, son. like <laughs> Nah I'm good, dude. I'm very rich. But um, So Han does his lawyer talk and everybody knows that. And right away, the first thing he tries to do is throw Middleton under the bus. He says like, Oh, it's pretty funny that he's the guy that's saying all this when right before he got traded, he called us to apologize for his unprofessional behavior and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, so we're going to throw him under the bus. That's one. Two. He says, there's a dude on the team that has like sleep, paralysis or something like that so he's allowed to take naps in the clubhouse during games and word on the street is it's santos so that's where those memes came from like it's the uh from basketball when he's all hung over and he's sleeping and they do the horn and he pops up and just guns the ball Mm -hmm. but uh that's people were saying that's what santos does before he goes out there and throws 100 miles an hour they just do an air horn in his face (laughs) um smelling so 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 that was that answer. And then as far as the missing meetings and stuff, he's like, you know, over the course of a season, guys are going to miss meetings. I can guarantee you that they've been disciplined to the fullest extent, blah, 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 blah. lawyer talk bullshit, lawyer talk bullshit. And then uh, he starts going into it being like admitting that they don't have a good culture in the Like he like, just was like, all right, here we go. But he's like, by
1: the way, all that was bullshit, but we do have a problem.
0: Yeah, all that, all (laughs) that's bullshit. We do have a problem. And we've been saying he literally, this is the part I quote to you because I was like, what? He said, we've been trying to tell you guys all year that we are trying to create a new culture and trying to fix the culture in this clubhouse. And so I quote to you, like, basically, he just said, like, we've been trying to tell you guys that this is shit. And now you guys are just realizing because receipts are coming out that how shitty this is.
1: And then, and then, obviously, he named. Uh, I mean, the same way that Middleton uh, put his name to what he was saying, he like made sure to be like, "Well, Middleton, uh, he was pretty unprofessional. He yeah, apologize to us. Yeah. He, but he pretty much confirmed threw it out. What there. It's said. like, hey, you, you guys saw who we traded. Yeah, we've been yeah. trying to clean it up. That's at the what I was
0: getting time. to. That's what I was getting to. It's
1: like, uh, you trade those guys because.
0: They're you expiring contract.
1: They're not gonna come back.
0: Yeah, because they're inspiring <laughs> contract. I'm. I feel very, very confident when I say Lucas Giolito was not the cause for the bad culture in that locker room. <laughs> okay, maybe uh... Middleton. Okay, maybe Graveman was a punk. I don't know, but like, he made it sound like they like did surgery and removed the cancer. You know, and it's like. But then you look down the list of the guys they traded. Like. I don't think that's it, boss.
1: You know, <laughs> like I don't know about that. One. By the way, look at the. I mean, besides the Angels, who you know, a little desperate there, but look at the look at like the teams that were involved in the trades. Yeah, like w- winning organizations, pretty except good, for the, except pretty, for the Yankees. Well, except for the, pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, Pedro Grifol and uh, Rick Hunspeer were pretty good culture there uh, between the uh, the Dodgers and Houston. You know, as much yeah. of a shitty shit that does. Uh, Shitty stuff that the Houston good Astros point. are doing. I guess I didn't even think about that. But it's like, hey, like, it seems like that these guys can thrive uh, in good cultures elsewhere, huh?
0: Right. And it's just, I don't know. Like, that seemed like a complete, co- that almost seems like something that Rick, like, threw in at the end just to kind of, like, see like, if it stuck.
1: Like, he was so pissed that he that all the the the, the dirty laundry was aired out. Oh, big. That like he made it a point to be like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Middleton is the one. Uh, he was yeah, to apologized to me because, but he, but then, but then he's, but then he knows he can't lie all the way either because he knows it because he's already said before because he did say he's like, yeah. Well, I mean, I, we talked about it around the trade deadline. We're trying to build a better culture. Like he, he already has that out there. So it's not like he can be like, well, actually, what I said two weeks ago, I was lying. Then we do right. have a good culture. <laughs> So I just right. he had to backtrack again and be like, "Well, yeah, we uh, you know, we are trying to fix things."
0: I just kept picturing <laughs> the Kevin Bacon from Animal House, like, "All is well, remain calm." But <laughs> uh, where it's was just, that going? So, I oh, mean, okay. okay. So all that all that comes out, and it's like, all right, like this is this organization's a joke. Like everyone's laughing at them, you know. It, and it, as the Sox fan that I am, it's just like at this point, you just what the fuck you just start laughing like it's all right but in the meantime the, the white socks are low-key winning games and you're like uh what but um a clip surfaced and that's where my name is right now of rick han talking to the press it's like a granny video i don't even know yeah, what was Excuse that me, where this is from or what was it but basically to paraphrase rick said like it's tough to do your job when people are able to criticize you in real time especially in that cesspool website what you, twitter uh-huh. <coughs> and uh you know being the super rational people that everyone is on twitter everybody ran with it my obviously myself included Where, brah, he is in no position to try to alienate any fans, (laughs) let alone, I would argue, the most passionate fans that the team has. Because look at what's come of this cesspool, okay? So I'm positives. I understand that Rick is mad because people are mean. That's very sad. I'm very sad for Wick. I get it. Like this
2: this podcast just does it a i
0: well, I mean, the, the, the short answer there is be better
1: at your job. Well, uh, Zoe, it's your fault that you ruined the Jock Peterson trade Oh,
2: I
0: know. I That's know. your fault. Well, that was that was that, that other dude. I forgot his awesome. name. But um <laughs> but look at like what comes out of this cesspool. So first of all, you got our homies in the 108. People go to games just to go sit in the one oh eight now. They don't go to watch your fucking dog shit baseball team. They go there to, like, hang out with other people from this community and, like, all this other shit. You got the homies, the Chicago sports bums. They're putting together these tailgates. Tons of people go to that shit. Like, people go to games just because of these tailgates. And then they, like, happen to go into the game afterwards. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, there's the barstool chicago guys and there's the Sox on 35th guys there's the Sox machine guys doing meetups doing road trip games like these are your fans that are passionate enough during your fucking dog shit year to still put together these kind of functions and to get people like, to come to see. the games yep. and all of a sudden well we're apparently we're swamp thing coming out of a fucking cesspool Well, again, if you don't want people to be mean on the internet, be better at your job. Do your job well. You've had two fucking winning seasons since you've been here. One of the playoffs and never gotten out of the first round. Got fucking embarrassed in the first round a couple years ago.
2: And one was a shortened 60-game season. Yes.
0: I mean, I don't know what else to say about this fucking guy. Like, you have a window last year. Like, you could actually do something. You get Jake Diekman as your only move at the fucking deadline. Get fucked, dude. I'm, now I'm getting pissed off. Fuck He's you. He's
2: tone deaf, dude. He's never going to work in baseball again in any kind of like major leadership role after this.
0: No, he should
2: have oh, He, he absolutely embarrassed himself.
0: He should have took the venture capital. Fucking. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking that job one. Here, that, you know? that one meme? Yeah, that's hilarious. But you don't do that, man. Like I'm not sitting here trying to be one of those guys. Like the fans pay your salary. Like I'm not that guy because that's stupid. But your team is having arguably. One of the most disappointing seasons in franchise history, with all the money you spent, all the hype, all these other stuff, and you have the audacity to go after some of them like
1: that. That's just that's the most hilarious part because, like, I mean, the, the management, coaches, players—we oh, we see it all the time in all the sports. They get they get mad at fans, they call them out, be like, oh, gotta show support," whatever it is. But you know, uh, in some of those cases, you know, they've actually won something, maybe. If they won a for, playoff series, although for Rick I'd be Hahn, for Rick Hahn to be mad about the criticism, like it's not like it's not like the like you know the Dodgers won the the World Series in twenty twenty the shortened year we make fun of it's like fake season who cares, but at least you know the Dodgers they've what won the division ten years in a row eleven years in a row like if their GM comes out and be like Guy, I mean guys we're, we're being competitive here. If like they were re- if Dodgers fans are way at the top, maybe they are. I have no idea. Same thing with Yankees fans. You know, Yankees. Uh, uh, imagine how imagine Rick Hahn in New York. <laughs> uh, Yankees uh, fans, uh, the Yankees right now. By the way, I think they're all they're about to lose two or three of the White Sox. A terrible uh, series loss for them. Yes, well now Yankees losing, like there were, were seasons. We're the Yankees were seasons in the past like decade has been like oh man they only won eighty five games. They- <laughs> And Yankees fans like are on their ass every year. And so. They, they want a winner. Rick hasn't won shit. And he's all the like, guys. Come on, like, stop stop crapping on me. <laughs>
0: yeah. He, it's, it's so bad. Two
1: playoff wins.
0: Two playoff wins, two winning seasons.
2: They technically, right? Three managers at this point. Yep.
1: Wow. He's had way more. He's, he's been GM since 2012. Yeah. He's had like four, Robert Ventura. Ricky, Tony, Pedro. And after this year, it might be... <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I wanted Pedro to be so good.
1: And that's the thing. I think it might be fine, because I'm still not convinced that Rick Hahn's going to get fired.
2: I'm going to say this, too, in Pedro Grafal's defense, too, man. And I, I, We were talking about it earlier. It's not feasible to clean up a broken clubhouse in six months. It it There's so much broken stuff in there. When, when shit's been let slide it's imagine trying to take a lawnmower to a lawn that hasn't been mowed in two years you think your blade's gonna be able to handle much of that i mean you gotta you've got to trim it down a little bit at a time before you can even get manageable like mowage so like in his case he's trying i'm sure but how much can you do without benching like half your team and this and it turning into an absolute like train wreck in his first year he's trying to balance that fine line between accountability and 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 still maintaining at least some set you know some semblance of credibility but like a a locker room and hearing all the stuff that you see about this look it only takes one or two eddie haskell's in a clubhouse cancers in a clubhouse to kill an entire 35 guys it takes one or two it's the crazy thing you can have five great leaders in a clubhouse if you get one cancer they could literally poison the entire deck you know that one bad apple spoils the well and and it's very difficult to clean this stuff up so for him I I I don't put. I mean, it, he's going to wear some blame because he is the manager. He wears the cap. That's his job. He's got the pen. But at the same time, what do you expect from Pedro Griffal If you've got this much, like I guess, uh, pattern behavior, you walked into the pattern behavior. What are you going to do? Just walk in and just kick everybody out of the locker room? Like walk in like you're you know, it, it just doesn't work in a modern walk, locker room that way. So he can't just walk in there. and Just it's not little big little big league where you can just cut a guy and just like get the fuck out of here. Right. These guys got to walk that line. So it's tough for him. I would expect that as they continue to do this, I hope Rekha not part of the selection process because he obviously is a terrible judge of character. But I would think that maybe you know you give Griffall a couple less of those. Some guys come and go, and then you can start building the culture that you'd like to build. But culture doesn't change in a year, man. It's going to take time, no matter what. And so he deserves blame for certain aspects at the same time. You know, he's he needs time. It's you, you're not going to fix it in a day. This one's this one's a big construction job.
0: Since Rick Hahn has taken over in 2013, here are the teams that have fewer wins than the White Sox. Miami, Detroit, Cincinnati, Colorado. End of list. I just the stones on that guy, and he knows I they're very, very, very aware of what White Sox Twitter does. Their, Brooks Breuer knows about it because of his connection with the 108 guys. Like they know what's up, and so for him to throw that comment out there, that wasn't on accident. I'm sure he regrets saying it because it's not going to go away
2: now. I'm well, no, pretty, I don't think he I'm, does. He does he Rick his own name on Twitter?
1: <laughs> he said it before. There is that clip. It was. It's been. Yep. Uh, what was it? Four years. He said the same thing back in August he 2019.
0: Got, he got a pass then because that was supposedly the start of the window. So people were so excited about what was gonna happen. Which is but crazy
1: by the way, because remember that was don't, that
0: was don't tw- do this, John. Do not do this, John. That
1: was Twitter.
0: Other teams had guys in World Baseball Classic and they're not complete shit shows. Don't that was summer twenty
1: nineteen. Uh, Turner. <laughs> that was summer twenty nineteen yeah. <laughs> when again, okay, they're still at rebuilding, whatever. But that was after the off season where they're like, Oh, we gave Manny Machado the best offer. Right, but you didn't, and he was still on his fucking high horse. They didn't do shit, and he was still on his house to be like, "Yeah, when you have all all these Twitter people criticizing me, like, "Uh." oh, the people, you you haven't won anything at that point. He had one winning season as GM for the White Sox,
0: and then also, I mean, I want my GM to have confidence. I want my GM to have a little bit of, you know i'm that guy to him but i mean now he's got the famous talk to me after the parade quote and like yeah the money will be spent and however many quotes you the guy just gives people like a full six chambers worth of ammunition you know what i mean like come on man you can't hide with that shit like
1: that was the other one pedro i mean again it's probably not. I mean, even with Tony DeRosa, whoever, Ricky Renderia, Robert, it's at the end of the day, the players have to perform. It's the right. front office's job to get good players so that you actually have a winning team. What <laughs> I said at the moment that clip came out when Pedro Grifle was like, We're going to be we're, ready to kick your ass we're every kicking game. Everyone's ass. <laughs> yeah.
0: Dude. <laughs> it's just. Come on.
1: The show. The shame bell. What are you guys doing?
0: Like,
1: <laughs> everything about the socks It's just like cringe.
0: It's just, yeah. Like,
1: there's like a right move, a bad move, and they just pick the bad move every time.
0: Every time. Every time. Oh, oh and then Aaron the Judge. The latest threw, news Aaron judges through beef loaf a ball. <laughs> oh, that's not what you were referring to?
1: Oh, no. no the, the latest news is about the Socks Fest.
0: Oh, God. I forgot about it. yeah. So, oh no, <laughs> I I came on here and I did a rant last year. I was hot about it last year, and if it happens like this again, I'm gonna be hot again this year. But so socks fast Fe- socks fest was back when things were still like looking okay, like there was still a shot. Now after all this madness, goofiness, whatever you want to call it. There may not be a Soxfest because they don't want to go in front of the the people. Now, here's what I think is going to happen. This is, I 100% think this is going to happen. I think they have Sox Fest, but I also think they only sell like 300 tickets to it.
1: I was I was oh. thinking like they're just going to do some special season ticket holders.
0: They already do already. that dinner. They already do that dinner, but like it's that's what Soxfest is going to be. This guy's even pissed off about it. <laughs> He's very upset. Look at his eyebrows. That's why I think this dog's hilarious because it was permanent <laughs> eyebrows. But yeah, that's what I think they're gonna do. So they could be like, oh, we still had it. Hey, it's not our fault. Everybody couldn't get tickets, they're gonna, push,
1: they're gonna push like diehard loyalty bullshit. Yep. Like be one of the five hundred diehard fans coming yep. out to our real fans
0: never left. If this happens. You don't them. need the I, cesspool I, when you've feel, got family. I feel so confident that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So confident. And then the last thing I want to talk about, about the White Sox, and I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Well, there's two things, really. Say One. Run? Oh, did he hit it? I thought the game was over.
1: Not yet. Other not yet. Top uh, of the ninth.
0: You said, oh, you said they lost. One swing away from um, taking the
1: lot, they were going to.
0: Yeah, they, Dougie, that's a good point. They could just do like a – it's an autograph line, no panels, no nothing. So Rick can hide and blah, blah, blah. But, um, two things. One, <laughs> be like
1: Rick, Rick busy guys. It's the winter yeah.
0: meeting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're going <laughs> to one for some weird reason. This was a conversation today. Just don't be that guy. Let people be a fan. However, they want to be a fan. If They want to be a fan yeah. in the stands. Let them be a fan in the stands. If they want to be a fan at home. Let them be a fan at home. Some people got situations going on that you have no fucking clue about, and they can't go to games, or it's tough for them to go to games. Don't judge a person's fandom by how many games they attend. That's fucking stupid. You're better than that. If you're listening to this show, I already know you're better than that. So don't do that. Um, and then the last thing, though, is why are the White Sox playing Elvis Andrews? Why are they playing Grandall? Why are these guys that are old and probably very good chance they're not on the team last year, you're out of it, dude. There's no wild card. There's no nothing for this team. Why not use this opportunity to give some of these kids major league reps and also to start your evaluation process for next year?
1: We talked about it last week, and that was the. I think Trace Thompson was still rehabbing or whatever. He was injured. Oh,
0: you're, you're talking about everyday starter, Trace Thompson? And remember that what I told you, dude. Like, right. you know, I'm
1: a White Sox fan, and Trace Thompson plays a single fucking game this year. Well, he played every game the very next day. I think he was in the starting line. And he's <laughs> like, has, what?
0: What, are you, what are you doing?
1: What are you doing? Who wakes up in the
0: morning and's like, We got to find a spot for Trace Thompson? <laughs> Like what the fuck? Do, what are you
1: doing, <laughs>
2: Elvis? Up Andrews. The odds for that lottery. That's all, pretty much. I, I
0: how old is Elvis Andrews? He's
1: like thirty-five, 35 isn't he?
0: Yeah. yeah and I mean, why is he splitting time at second base? Well, tomorrow is Elvis night. I'm. I want to get senior socks here. Go. Now's the time to see what these kids can do and what you can work on. Exactly. So why is Elvis Andrews splitting time with? Uh, Remlard, who might be your second baseman. I know he's 27, but, like, he's got a better shot of being on this team next year than he does Elvis does. Why? You just got two catchers via trade. Why is Corey Lee? I know he's having a rough time in AAA.
1: Bring him up. Zach Remlard, by the way, is going to be 30 next year. Jesus Christ. That's the farm system.
0: Even though the farm system got a big boost with all these trades, but... Uh
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, for, uh, Car- you have Carlos Perez, Yeah, and I guess I want, he was I brought want, up because Sebi got on the injured list. Yeah, but Carlos but It's Perez like, why the fuck do you still have Yosemite Doll? Put him on a... <laughs>
0: they're they're going to have to DFA him. They're going to have to, de- especially with all this other shit, like, just DFA him. He's having a terrible year. He's He brings nothing to the table. And another thing that came out when all that shit was coming out, was that basically the pitching staff fucking hates the guy?
1: Yeah, like that's the other part. C- oh, so wow. cause right now you're bringing up guys you have like no pitching depth, so you just bring it up. It seems third, like it's a new name.
2: The Cubs have the Cubs had uh Candelari on first, nobody out, and then the Mets pitcher threw over for the third time. Ooh. <laughs> Bob. Third disengagement. Runner now, tying run at second base. Nobody out. Three two count on Pride of Palatine, the Palatine pimp. So the Mike White
1: down. Sox, the White Sox, they keep calling up guys because like they have to. They they just they have no one who can go deep in games. So like they just keep bringing up guys. They keep signing former top prospects because that's all. Rick, has. hey Rick, hey top prospect. I, I love him.
2: Yeah. Winning run on first. Now guys on. So you second.
1: have. So so now you hit. You keep starting. You have Mike Grandal who. He's probably he's he's been at the Lake House mentally for for, for
2: since right. the All Star break. I mean, I he think, doesn't give a shit. He I think a lot of people
0: team. like Timmy will buy his damn ticket.
2: Yeah, hold on, Fids he, says, what he, happened, Fids? Magical up, two on, no out, top of the ninth. Are they gonna make they him. We have the game? stories
1: of him not going to meetings. Uh, we've he's seen not. it for a while now that he's not whatever good defensive he's so checked out Drew. traits he had. Yeah. It, they're gone. So he's only hurting your whatever you're trying to do. He's just hurting you at every at every aspect.
0: Yeah, just get him out. Uh, needs Pedro
1: Pablo be being like, we can't sacrifice the wins for development. You're 14 games back of first place. Yeah. You're 20 games under 500. What are you talking about?
0: Wait, there was no outs with bases loaded. Kyle Higbee, whatever, grounds into a double play. Elvis to shortstop, T.A. to Andrew Vaughn, Harrison Baylor out at second count at first. Someone must have got – oh, someone struck out. So they had bases loaded, no outs, and the Yankees didn't score. Known shutdown man Aaron Bummer came in and closed that door.
1: Hey, that's why I wanted the Cubs to trade for him.
0: But I just don't understand what we're doing here, folks. This isn't your team next year. None of these guys that we've mentioned are cornerstone (laughs) – the name of your porn um uh, cornerstone players elvis why is he playing uh yasmani why is he playing now that mitch is here i can freely say it sevy why is he taking yeah. up a roster spot like what what are we doing here guys like you no know, and crew. it's because i i personally i have a very bad habit with the white sox which everybody knows where i like find a prospect that should be good that isn't doing well and I like attach my wagon to him
2: you mean like Cubs sensation Nick Magical who's tearing yep. it up with the Cubs is a starting third baseman
0: and I think this year I think next oh, year it's going to be Corey Lee I don't know why I do like Corey Lee so. uh but why not dude why is Colson Montgomery still in Birmingham he's hitting well and we all know hitting well in Birmingham is very hard to do
1: I can see that way I mean I think he's only been there for like a month do you want him in this bullshit clubhouse? Yeah, no, no. Wanted wanted
2: wanted poisoned by this bullshit. Well, he shouldn't no, play guys. a single inning with some of those slap dicks. Like he should guys, never. Guys,
0: cross guys, with them. they clearly got rid of the cancers when they traded away the nicest guys in the world and Lucas Giolito and Jake Berger. <laughs> so the clubhouse is fixed because, as Pedro's quoted as saying, "We're building the new foundation on solid rock instead of muck."
1: What are you she's talking saying that, about? Saying that, I do have that, to say the White Sox of are giving are giving uh, writers' blog is great ammunition because okay. there oh. was some fire columns. This it game is that? That. It's,
0: quote, it's quote after quote after quote after quote just boom 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 like Vanderzalk rules up here.
2: Dander Sox rules, man. I mean drama. I,
1: so I, well, I mean it, it's been pointed out and. We, we, uh, Anytime we talk about the dysfunction of the White Sox and we we talk we mentioned briefly, but and then this all goes back to the ownership because the players see that the front office, there's no accountability. They can fuck up. They can keep fucking up. Nothing's going to happen. So it's like, well, OK, the owner doesn't care about or my boss doesn't care about their boss. Right? Oh, why the fuck should I care when
2: things are going bad? I, like, I'm is. good. Right. They're bunting with magical here. Uh, he's not a good bunter. Is he, or is he a good bunter. I can't remember. Uh, he's supposedly
0: good, but I don't recall him ever laying down a good one. But
2: yeah,
0: anywho,
1: <laughs>
0: I just don't get what the White Sox are doing in that aspect of it. The funny thing is they're winning games now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the- dude, they're going to spin it. Oh, my God. They're going to go on a run here. It's so,
0: so annoying, dude. They're going to finish the game, finish the season only like 10 games out instead of 14. Oh, we made a good run at the end there. I would not be surprised if we do see some pitches starting to get the call up.
2: Can I say something real quick? Christopher Morrell right now, one out runners at second, third top of the ninth inning. I'm really curious if the kid's going to actually like try and just put the ball in play instead of swing out of his shoes and try to hit a home run instead of driving this tying run in right here. Four to three, one out great opportunity here infield drawn in too, by the way
0: so the the last thing I wanna say about the White House we're gonna, we're gonna turn over to the Cubs because that's what people in Chicago should be talking about because they're actually playing good baseball right now, but as someone that's rooted for this team, followed this team, discusses this team every week for the last five years, wrote articles about this team for now God, over bro. ten years. it's just it's it's not like upsetting anymore it's just like so disappointing almost at the verge of heartbreaking to see what my favorite team has become
4: like they're they're,
0: they they are the joke of major league baseball right now they're the butt of every joke the down goes anderson radio call was heard in clubhouses across baseball which kind of talks about how other players feel about tim anderson but like yeah it's just it sucks man like it's it's embarrassing I'm just—I'm embarrassed to be a White Sox fan. It's the first time I've ever said that.
1: And like, that's the what sucks is like I've brought it up how when all the, the all the other stories started to come out this week, and it's like it just, and again, maybe it's just the ownership, whatever, whatever their culture is. For the White Sox. Yeah, I don't even because know what that means. Because there's always been some sort of bullshit. Like I forgot how how terrible it ended when Frank Thomas left the White Sox. Like he 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 went out the door like. Trashing everybody too. Everybody wants Isaac Gueben back when he he quit on the team. His last. Everybody hated yeah. him when he left.
0: The last thing that <laughs> Isaac Gian did before he left was quit on the team. Uh,
1: uh, what was it back in 2016 spring trade? The, the players, the White Sox players, wanted to walk out in protest of Kenny Williams because they're trying to defend a 14 year old being in the clubhouse. <laughs> like it's just. There's always some sort of...
0: Yeah, and I mean, work. I get it. <laughs> like, it's Dead Dougie, thank you. This is... I'm a boy Dougie here in the comments. It's it's just numbing. That's I think that's the perfect way to describe exactly what I'm feeling about this team right now. It's numbing. And, like, I've seen people talk about, like, you know, with the cesspool comments, like, Han's just sticking up for himself and whatever. <laughs> okay. Like, come on, man. Like, just be better at your job. And if you were a good GM, like look at what they did in Texas to turn that program around so much. Look at what, I mean, we're in a, I know Arizona's kind of taking a nosedive, but look at what they did to get their season going this year. You know, look at Cincinnati's taking a nosedive too, but, and Fid, you definitely call that, but just this year, more than any, we've seen this parody in baseball. Like, do you think their GMs are sitting there worried about what the fuck people are saying about them on Twitter?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the other part. Hey, Rick, get off Twitter.
0: Get, like who gives get, a get shit. off Twitter.
1: Get off X, whatever the fuck you want to call it.
0: Get yeah, oh, yeah, X. Sorry. like, But, like, do you really think these guys like really give a shit about what's. It? And another thing I was thinking about, and I, this is completely. <laughs> but do you think Reinsdorf kids ever just go on Twitter just, just to see how many people just wish death upon their dad dude I <laughs> that's got to be such a weird thing like i was thinking about that like trying to put yourself in their shoes like going on to social media and just like typing your dad's name and seeing like hundreds upon hundreds of people being like well when he dies how, how is that because
1: i know i only know of of michael who runs the bulls now yeah uh, but I mean, they're old. Are they gotta be older. Maybe, they're even, maybe they maybe they have no idea.
0: Well, what if their <laughs> kids? Okay, so you're, it's your grandpa.
1: It's yeah. I think it's yeah, it's the grandkids, dude. Yeah, that's gotta be. Oh well, I mean, yeah, look, that's who it is. It's the grandkids. It's not the kids. It's you,
2: the you, there's a difference though between saying he needs he like wishing it on him, and then there's a difference between just saying. I mean, it's real. He's he's up an age, man. He's up there. He's right. He's lived an yeah. actually a full no, life. No, no. I mean, but there but, are fans. You can you can oh, talk I about know. what goes on after. I mean, I mean, I, so, you do that with family, yeah. don't you? I mean, but it, it's Jerry's it's the it's the angry, ugly ones that make it worse. Like that's Jerry's
0: eighty-seven years old. Yeah, all right? got a nose cover. But like he has four kids, and I'm guessing his kids have kids. So like, could you? I'm just saying. Like, think of it this way. Like, you go. You're what? Like probably like 15 years old or whatever. Well, let's hop on X. And you just, you type in your, your grandpa's name and it's just a bunch of strangers that you no idea who they are. Just talking about like his death. Yeah. That's wild to me. Like that's gotta be horrible. Oh, I don't know why. I just started randomly thinking about that when everyone was just going in on Han. I know Han's kids are like, what, (laughs) I think they're in their twenties or something like that. But like
4: Mm. that's just
0: gotta be be brutal man like i get they probably had to talk about it like explain how it comes with the territory and all this stuff but like that's bad dude and i know i've said the last thing this is really the last thing i get fans frustration and i understand how Becoming part of something makes you feel better about things, but I just, this whole reverse boycott that White Sox fans are planning to, like, do what they did in Oakland, I don't see how you think that's a good idea. Let's stick it to Jerry by buying a bunch of tickets. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i thought i mean uh i think i remember when the when bulls fans were doing that and buying the buying the billboards and doing the protests and stuff i remember i, I had the same attitude then but i think they the uh, the the explanation from the people setting it up i thought it was fair it was like okay I get, yeah
0: i get it but i also know who they're trying to get a message to
2: yeah i mean it's not gonna yeah it's not gonna matter. hey get a get a spot at grant park and ha- and, and have someone have like just a score. On like an on an analog board that just flips it over and have everybody down there just as enjoying it as, away from the ballpark. As long as he
0: can make no business. money off it.
2: Yeah, support another business, a local business. Just but, find a place for no. a large gathering.
0: So here's what's going to happen, Fids. He'll find out where they're buying that from and he'll buy that company like the day before. <laughs> That's just how, what he does. But I'm just saying like you got to you got to really know who you're trying to get your message to. And the person they're trying to get their message to thrives on one thing and one thing only, and that is making money. He doesn't care about your feelings. He doesn't care about winning teams. He doesn't care about any of that. So the way to get to him is not by selling out his stadium. You see what I'm saying? I don't know. I just – good for them. I'm not knocking it. It's not my thing, but it's just – Yeah. It's again, I guess it's part of the whole just kind of feeling numb to the White Sox right now because there's just. It's it's never been a more ridiculous time to be a White Sox fan, but. When stuff gets this bad, I will say that this is some of the times when White Sox Twitter has some of its finest moments, because I feel like people bond over a hatred of the same thing <laughs> if that makes sense you know what i mean like everybody likes talking about how shitty the the white Sox are so at cody bellinger in uh, july huh <laughs> just trying to say i'm sorry jump- I C- the
1: cubs just lost dude. I mean, hey, it, uh, it, uh, I'm glad these uh, losses like actually hurt again.
2: This is a David Ross failure. He should never bunt it with magical. I said it a few minutes ago. You don't do that with known swing and miss guys on back. Although, you please clip, are on that, swing and miss. clip that. Clip that so is you just, just have.
4: That's not, have it's
0: not, it's not a bug situation. <laughs> just clip it so you have fit saying you should never bunt.
2: As you know, you don't bunt <laughs> poorly. That is a stupid ass <laughs> bug situation. First and, time, and second, man. nobody out, magical <laughs> up two guys that are are known guys that won't shorten up you know they're not going to shorten up so there's no point in actually moving runners over if you have guys that, those guys are going to hit a home run or they're going to they're going to make an out like or they're going to hit a double they're not going to do anything that's going to be any kind of you, you can't play the first out small ball and then the rest out fucking caveman ball which is that what that was Christopher <laughs> Morrell didn't swing at a single fucking strike not a single that's- fucking strike but, Fizz,
0: I just refreshed Twitter, and the first thing that came up was uh, Cody Delmendo from CHGO. C- Good dude, we should probably have him on the show one time. But the tweet just says Bunting is dumb, but at least Say is back, and it's just a gif of him. So like is
1: back. Say had a uh, three hard hits tonight. Had a home run finally. But the, was, the uh, Bunting
0: is dumb definitely feels like uh,
1: especially very right because now what was culture. Kevin saying during that app or right before he was taking that at bat. Dick magical has been on fire at the plate. He's oh, hitting. He's Nikki Laser Show again. Oh boy! Well, and then you have him bunt. I would uh, not like bunting. Uh, obviously, we you know that. Um, I wish
0: I still cared about outcomes of baseball games.
1: Uh, but before this series, again, <laughs> I am pitting this squarely on uh, Joe Girardi in the booth. Bad vibes guy. Just uh, talks way too much. No, just get. Just give us Jim Deshays. Uh, can we talk about
0: how good Cody Bellinger is? I Cody like Bellinger.
1: Uh, I don't know what he did. I forget uh, what he did well, Hold tonight.
0: on, hold on. Let's back up though. So let's talk about where Cody Bellinger was before he got to the Chicago.
1: Okay. Former
0: yeah. MVP completely lost his shit. One of the, he went from MVP to one of the worst players in baseball.
1: People forget though. And I don't think this is as known because it's LA from Chicago. Mm-hmm. We don't, uh, baseball is very uh geocentric. Yes. Cody Bellinger's his shoulder injury was just like a freak accident. He, he did the whole like yep. Uh, celebrating a home run in the yep. 2020 NLCS fucked up his shoulder, needed off-season surgery and took him like a year and a half to recover. It wasn't like a, oh man this guy's Right. He this did. guy's breaking down year yeah. after year. Look at him the shoulder is I've heard I've
2: heard the that from Sands out here so frequently like I it's ad nauseum. So Dodgers fans have been talking about the shoulder, you know, all oh, the shoulder and that's what everyone keeps saying every time you talk to a Dodger fan about Bellinger too is oh his shoulder must be healthy cuz that's vintage Cody Bellinger. They know what good Cody looks like. Right. Obviously they've seen it. So they notice that they, no of course then again they're also in this mode that they think Cody Bellinger's coming back home in the offseason but
0: it's nothing's guaranteed. Dude. For some reason the Dodgers out of any other team guys tend to gravitate back to it. I think he signs with the Cubs. I think they make him a massive offer but It's just weird with the Dodgers, dude. It's really weird with the Dodgers. Guys always trying to gravitate back to that team. But so there you go, Cody Bellinger, injured shoulder, horrible year. He basically, everybody knew he was getting out of LA. He needed a change of scenery. Dodgers fans were done with him or frustrated, overly frustrated with him to the point where it was just like, let me go start somewhere else and prove to Major League Baseball that I can still do this. I can still be an MVP caliber player. A couple teams were in the running. I really wanted him on the White Sox for a lot of reasons. He decides to go to the Cubs on a prove-it deal. One awesome. year, one year prove-it deal. I mean, we've all, everyone on this show has always been high on Cody Bellinger. I think
2: it's been my favorite non-Cub for like a the, – The other
4: yeah.
1: part of the Cody, Cody Bellinger prove-it deal, it wasn't just that it's like a, the a one year and then the option. is he's getting 17 and a half million dollars. Right. This wasn't like a, uh, oh, yeah, we'll give no, you, we'll this give you is a try. A,
0: no, it was a lifeline deal. Yeah. It's it was like, like Hey dude, this is it, we dude. know you're
1: good. Make your money this year. You're going to, you're going to opt out. Right. Like, but we know you're good. So he comes in,
0: he didn't come out of the gate hot with the Cubs, but he was still showing signs he, of life.
2: He had a rough first three games. And then he got hot for a little yeah, bit and then no. he got hurt.
1: It was literally he started the year. I remember because right. I remember writing about of April. He started against the Brewers, 0 for 11, had like five strikeouts, and then he finished the month of April being the like top three player in the National League. And then yeah, <laughs> three bad games.
0: So yeah. if I remember if I read this correctly, and you guys please obviously correct me if I'm wrong, somebody in the Cubs system noticed one little thing with his swing, like he was overcompensating for something with the injured shoulder or something like that, and they made a, a small adjustment. And now, Cody Bellinger in July was just he, National League Player of the Month. He's hit just, over, he hit over four hundred. He had what, like eight home runs. He, he's still people. Every, the thing too with I think it's kind of like a Joey Gallo with Cody Bellinger. Everyone knows him for the bombs and everything. And they just assume he's a goon in the outfield. No, that's Gold Glove defense,
2: bro. At first and center field. First
0: and center. That, that's Gold Glove defense.
2: The he's made a couple incredible plays at first base, especially he made a, with that that double play that he turned. The, strikeout, the rate,
1: yep. oh. his strikeout rate, which like soared when he, his shoulder was messed up with the Dodgers the past few years, like it's back way down. Like he's stri- mm-hmm. he's walking as much as he's, or no, he's, well, lately when he was in July, he was hitting everything. He wasn't walking as much, but right. his strikeout rate is back down to like what he was when he was winning MVP in More stolen bases than, n- n- more yeah. stolen bases than yeah. strikeouts. At, August, uh, entering uh, Wednesday's game, five stolen bases, three strikeouts in, nine, in what, like six games. So I mean, just incredible. It, he was pretty. My expectations. I knew he was going. I knew as long as he was healthy, which that was why they signed him. It's like, like if he, if the Cubs were like, that shoulder still doesn't look good, they weren't going right. to, they weren't going to uh-huh. give him the seventeen and a half million guaranteed. And so, what's the expectation was that he was going to play and he was going to be healthy. It's like, yeah, like he's going to have a good season. I didn't think it was going to be this great. And <laughs> <So>. I know.
0: <laughs> I mean, obviously not as much as White Sox fans, which is justified, but. I know Cubs like to give, you know, Jed Hoyer and Cubs front office a hard time, which they should about a bunch of stuff. But to get MVP Bellinger for seventeen mil, that's sick, dude.
2: It's it's the the best thing that Jed Hoyer has done as a. uh, That's probably going to be the number one move he's made as a GM or as a a, in in president of operations. Excuse me.
0: Granted, it's basically a gamble that paid out. Mm -hmm. It was. It paid out. You know, and. it so is. now you have this guy, Gold Glove, who can play outfield and first base, lefty power bat that just hits fucking. Bomb. I love when he hits. tank, no doubters. That's I. He hits tanks. And so, a great
2: clubhouse guy.
0: One thing obviously is being a Chicago fan my whole life. This city, like most cities, like every city, loves winners. And I feel like Cubs more than the White Sox. Your fan base gives these guys like these nicknames and like runs wild with like individual player love. And I think we're seeing it with like the Palatine Pounder right now and yeah, like <laughs> all this other shit. And like Cody Bellinger, when you go to a team like the Cubs, I feel like guys get, can get swept up in the, Cubs like aura, like the history, the Wrigley Field, like the Wrigleyville, like all this stuff, and it seems to me, again, this is an outsider looking in, that Corey has really embraced it, and he looks really happy where he is.
1: I'm sure when other teams are winning, their ballparks sound so uh, amazing. Yep, but there is just something that does feel, again, bias Cubs fan. When oh. you watch these games, like the Friday afternoon games. At Wrigley, it's you know the afternoon. It sounds like a playoff game when the team is good. They're winning. There are big moments. That that I think that does play into guys
4: what?
1: like, hey, this this feels. Di- it's right. cliche. It feels it feels di- it does. Yeah. <laughs> I think to them, it does feel different compared to other times, you know, other lot. stadiums,
2: other teams. You're talking about a lot of energy that's being given out to these guys. Like you know, it's easy to get up for a game when you go out there, and every time you're coming up in a big situation, you've got everybody on their feet and everybody's jumping around, ready to rock. And they're, uh, you know, uh, you've got a safe situation, and uh, in a situation maybe where the Cubs need a big run. And again, it puts the pressure on the opposition. Guys maybe can't clear the mechanism, and make stupid mistakes, and and we've seen it. We've seen teams give away games to the Cubs. Cubs, how many how many times it feels like the Cubs have actually scored via walk, uh, you know, walker hit by pitch with right. the bases loaded? It seems to happen a lot at home. So, you're right, Aldo. You're, you're right. You're 100%. It's, it's
1: different. Just, yeah, so, like it, it is. I mean, it, it gets made fun of it. Like, it does, like games I really feel, when the team is playing well, they're winning. Fans are into it. Like, first pitch, that that series against the Braves, and that first game was shit. The, the first three innings were great. <laughs> and then Kyle Hendricks gave, like, seven runs in, <laughs> in like, ten minutes. We're like, fuck.
0: But so, I know.
1: Games, Saturday and Sunday were amazing.
0: I know we're talking about happy stuff right now. But yet another embarrassing White Sox thing has come to light in in the last couple minutes. And Ian, oh no, this is, so Twitter account Southside Boys Uh tweeted out, did the Sox really not acknowledge Middleton? Like I said, they didn't put his name up, they didn't, whatever. And then Stephanie Middleton replied, classy. And then she replied again saying kicking his kids out of the daycare too. Yet another classy move. No. Oh.
1: Hey, he's not on the team.
0: You gotta he's be shitting Get me. Get the
1: kids out of there.
0: You got oh my god. Numb, dude. Just numb. Like holy shit,
1: dude. Imagine I, it's Rick Han himself.
0: Just go, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, you two, uh, you gotta go. Grab uh, grab your Thomas the Train Engine lunchbox and uh, get out of your dad. Talk shit about my he organization. He pulls out his
1: phone, he records it, sends it to Middleton. Like it's yeah. your kids out of my daycare. Just
0: absolutely brutal.
1: No. Anyway, Sucks. Yeah. Family values, though.
0: <laughs> what a culture.
2: How many times are going to kick someone's kid out of something? Jeez, Pete.
0: I mean, that's brutal, dude. But sorry. No. And I guess to the point we were all making, it, Cody Bellinger seems like a very good
2: fit. And yes.
4: I mean, he's a he's blast in
2: day. He's like a day show. game blast. Like he's great from day games. I think where, when you get fans get a little drunk, and then, like, he's just he's got Joe that kind with, of cool uh, from obvious shirts uh, before the yeah season. Charger. Fellow.
1: Cody Bellinger, ultimate oh. vibes guy. The yeah,
0: yeah, he's a vibes he, guy. He's huge, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted him on the White Sox. Which a lot of you told me he was washed. By the way, so you can all suck it. But um, <laughs> it's just. And we saw the that was Jed, right? Who did the the presser where they asked him about, yes. and he he just smiled like, "Yeah, Smile we don't talk about that." But uh, feel pretty confident he's not going anywhere.
1: L- let's hope so, because let me tell you, if he doesn't, I'm
2: I'm, I'm gonna be back on Jed's ass. If he well, you should <laughs> be, you should. Jed's <laughs> built
1: up a lot of goodwill of past uh, month or two.
2: What? But, uh, uh <laughs> Imagine not-, not trading someone being like the best move you've ever made. <laughs>
0: So, my question that I wanted to get to with you two, what does the contract for Ballinger look like?
1: I keep That's saying, I think I keep bringing up the George Springer one.
0: That's a fair, okay.
1: Yeah. I think, but I, th- I think he's he was, he's younger than Springer, and that was the Springer market contract was a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, it's going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. It should be. It's it's be. It should be. Tony the fuck up. It's, just, it's what it is. Yeah. You want um, two players?
1: You pay. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think of. What other what are big other big outfield contracts right now?
2: Shit. Uh See, that's like some
0: Mookie.
2: Harper, that's a thing. Not sure.
1: He's not
0: at that level though. He's not
1: no, at that not. level, so he's not going to get that.
0: Yeah. five I can years, still
1: get him like 30 a year?
0: 5 years 140 opt out after 3. I'm like sure. That actually sounds pretty fair to me. Good call. Judge.
2: Judge is
1: 40 I think he years. has I think he has yeah, He 20-
0: can't compare him to Aaron Judge.
1: I yeah, know he's like uh he's getting he has a 25 million dollar option I think Stanton. for 24 so like be like hey let's just yeah, add on to that let's do like another Pretty five smooth. years after that at, you know between 27 and 30. Million I will a say, year. I, think,
0: I think the Yankees are not super pumped about that contract they gave Stanton
1: no well, I know. they they traded for it yeah the Marlins well, uh, gave Stanton that contract.
0: <laughs> Yeah, he well that makes a lot more sense. But Stan's been okay. But as I said, that he just struck out with two on, and went out to Santos. Somebody woke Santos up. He's out there throwing smoke right now.
2: (laughs) So based what I'm seeing from the the outfield rankings or whatever, obviously when you get past that first tier of guys, you know, like Judge, Trout, Harper, it's actually pretty (sighs) interesting. I think twenty-eight million seems to be. I mean, I hate to do this because it's not. I'm not trying to throw any shade at KB either, but KB's twenty-eight million as an option. So, if, if you're going to get that kind of, because KB has the potential to produce like Bellinger's doing in, in, in a manner, too, if he's healthy and playing well, but he's not right now. But Bellinger, I think a healthy Bellinger, a healthy KB, I think twenty-eight million is an actual value. Like that's a, I think that's a fair value. I think so. I think a twenty-eight million AV. Uh, now the length of it, maybe having five. Five with a uh, maybe some options at the end or whatever. Maybe some some obviously no trade considerations or some uh, you know opt out stuff is at the end obviously. But you also I mean if you front load it a little bit and you have it make make it less expensive to on the back end, you can also there'll be a tradable contract towards the end if it does turn into a Bellinger, but he has so much value defensively, even when he's not hitting, you throw him at first base, he's a gold glove defender. So you're, you don't need that much from him. You know what I mean? So he's
1: just, he's just, I mean, like you said, he's like comparable to when KB was in his prime. still doing his thing And mm-hmm. you're talking about a solid all around player, now. Cody Bellinger's defense, better than KB at third base oh, yeah. where he's gold glove at two positions he runs the base as well. He can steal bases, great speed on the bases, hits for power, hits for contact, walks. Mm-hmm. And this year, when he's shown that when he's healthy, he do- he's not like a strikeout machine. It's not like Joey Gallo. It's not like no. he's hitting 200. And yeah, he's going to hit for power, but he's going to have a low on um, base. Like, no, this dude is an all-around great player.
2: And the guy that he brings to the table as a clubhouse leader too, you have a young slam bang, also solid, excellent, fantastic power hitting young center fielder coming up through the ranks, and you have a couple of first basemen too that might be a lefty guys. You have someone that can actually put their arm around a Pete Crow Armstrong when he when it is this like maybe like year two or three of his contract. You know now you can say, hey PCA, you want to take the job? You want to be the starting center fielder? Be better than Cody Bellinger. Strive. Competition breeds excellence. But having that problem is a great one to have when you have a veteran leader that's going to put his arm around a kind guy of like Pete Crow Armstrong and help him be that kind of guy as a professional athlete. Like, that's a, there's a, there's a, you're paying Cody Bellinger just as much as a mentor figure towards the back end of this because you know you're bringing up some really good young talent and he's going to help craft them as professionals. So there's other value there that, you know, it kind of expands on the outer half of that too, which makes it, again, a very good value. They should pay him early though. Don't let him actually hit free agency. Just throw whatever he wants and add ten percent.
0: Mm-hmm. White Sox are getting that sweet, sweet national attention that they crave about not putting yeah, yeah. <laughs> his name up on the scoreboard.
1: Uh, hey, I mean, maybe they, maybe they, maybe they forget how to spell his name. They do not want to get, they didn't want to get embarrassed that way. That's I do find it role. crazy
2: that uh, what's his name? Where'd it go? Mookie Betts only makes twenty five million. I feel like like, that's I feel that's slow.
0: Didn't no 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 no? Didn't he get like the Bobby Bonilla though? Oh, did he? Yeah, he's gonna be getting paid for a long time.
2: I'm almost Freddie Freeman. By the way, can we just pay tribute to how good both Freddie Freeman and uh, Azuna are this year? In a normal year, Freddie Freeman is the walkaway MVP. In a really normal year, Cody Bellinger could be, but. Oh, you know, sure. Betts is getting 30, 30 a year. Oh, is it 30? Salary, so yeah, he got 12
1: years, 365 million.
2: Oh, well, this year his salary is 25 million. To Maybe this. he got
1: like a, a signing bonus or something. Oh. Um, but yeah, you, you got to bring back oh, the Cohen back end of this here.
2: contract. The back end of the contract goes up to 30 million. Yeah, yeah, uh, hey, he got Bobby Bonilla.
1: Just like uh, Liam Hendry, I didn't realize that that was so, Liam Hendricks' contract. He's He's going to get Bobby Upunyad. I think it's he's five million get like dollars, and and million for ten years.
2: I hope Liam comes so, back. So listen to this. He gets it's a hundred and fifteen million dollars deferred uh, from two thousand and thirty three to two thousand and forty four. It's sixty five million dollars. It's five million dollars every year from two thousand and twenty one all the way to two thousand and thirty two then 2 million dollars a year from 2033 to 34, 1 million in 35 and then 115 million dollar deferred over 2033 to
1: 2044. Damn. Well, I think doesn't uh I think some of those nationals deals were the same. I think Strasburg, he has a whole bunch of deferred money. I think Harper maybe with the Phillies. God, God, incredible. <laughs> oh, I mean speaking of big contracts. Like how what is Shohei Otani's contract? <laughs>
0: A gazillion dollars. Oh, wait, we got more on the daycare gate here. Uh Uh-oh. She said, just to clarify, it was brought to management on several occasions by several... Oh, she's talking about something else. Why assume he didn't try and address this with the coaching staff in front of office while still on the team? This team gets media coverage on the daily. We will all know. Please stop. And then she came in and basically said that Middleton tried to bring it to management on several occasions. And it was brought to management by several different players. So basically somebody was like, why didn't Middleton ever just say something to somebody? And wife just came in and was like, uh, "We d- he has multiple times.
1: Which, and which, by the way, again, going back to Rick Hans, his press conference, mm-hmm. and his comments even before that, and uh, his other press conference after the trade deadline you could tell obviously there's a problem because they, they were the ones who brought it up first. Right. They're like, yeah, you know, we're trying to build it. Pedro Garfoy spent like entire week. Just talk about culture. Yep. <laughs> How we're trying to get better culture. So like, yes, obviously. stuff was happening. <laughs> I don't know why there's any pushback. <sighs> oh boy. Oh. I do want to say the Cubs, um, obviously they've been playing a pretty good baseball for a couple of months now. Uh, but also shout out to the National League. I didn't think they were going to suck this much. The Arizona <laughs> Diamondbacks. I don't know what they're doing Wednesday night, but they're like seven and twenty-three. Their last Thursday. The Miami Marlins. They've been fumbling. Yeah. Around since the all streak. these
0: all these teams that were like fun feel-good stories are like.
1: Yeah. The. Man, no. I mean, the only Long teams are like the fit like the Phillies are like the only teams still. So, uh,
0: yeah, homeboy came out hang-off. through the the no hitter tonight. Lorenzo, uh,
2: yeah, just Phillies finished strong. They do well finishing strong. The Giants, strong Giants finishing been playing the better. Yeah, Giants, Giants are definitely. But all these teams, the, pod, I, the, I, thought the I thought the Padres
1: were going to go on a run. I thought the Padres were going to go on a run, and then they got their yeah. shit pushed in against the Dodgers.
0: I pushed in hard. <laughs> well, this is like like Fizz was saying. This is when the cream rises. You know what the, I mean? Like
2: the, the Brewers for a reason. The
0: yep.
1: Brewers. I been mean, obviously, because the Cubs are back in the in the division race too. I've been watching a lot of the Brewers games lately. That's not a good team. <laughs> the Brewers, they're they, so they beat the Rockies two out of three, uh, and then they split against the Pirates this past weekend. They're fortunate that they split yeah. against the
2: pirates. And they almost <laughs> pirates, lost the Rock- they, they won an extra innings against the Rockies, too. Like it yeah. was it was like on an was, error. It's a terrible yeah. play by and the Rockies The Rockies were up like five-nothing or four-nothing or something. Four-nothing. Like
0: Another team that everyone thought was gonna be good and then started out slow. They're starting to make a little run. The Mariners, they've won their last six games. They've been not, the
1: Rangers, though. Oh, f- the, uh, the Rangers. The Rangers are wow. sick, dude. Oh, Wagging right now.
0: Max Scherzer, and yeah, it's it's gross.
1: so like the, Seattle. Oh, they box. traded away their closer to the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks traded their setup slash closer and chafing to the Brewers. Mm-hmm. And like I, I mean, I get, I guess they upgraded. But like the Diamondbacks, their offense, oh my god,
0: they've lost their last seven games. The run differential is now negative nineteen on the season. <laughs> They're ten games out of the behind the Dodgers now. Like.
1: Dude, we were talking about them. They were supposed to go after Gio
0: Yep. <laughs> they well, had not and damn. That was the biggest, like, knock against them in the, at the trade deadline is they just didn't do a goddamn thing to help out their starting pitching, and it was a glaring need.
1: Like them, Cincinnati. That, that was the funniest part. The Cincinnati Reds, again, it was a great story. I just wish they were in a different division than the Cubs. They didn't. Uh, the most obvious need. And that's the thing. They didn't have to make like I know we kept saying like oh what if they trade for Giolito? or what if they like are ballsy and they go after Scherzer or Verlander. Like they could have just added anyone. Just like depth starter. Yep. Get someone they could have got Lorenzo. Kinda...
0: They could have got any they, of these guys.
1: Yeah. They didn't do shit. They got one left-handed reliever who's all right fine. And then that week, they gave up 36 runs in two games to the Cubs. They lost six in a row. Their starting pitchers couldn't like get out of the fourth inning. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you kind of did that to yourself, Reds. Right?
0: Yeah. It's and just... then they,
1: they lost. At the, uh, they, kept, they got swept by the Nationals at home, and then I forget if they lost two or three of the Marlins. They even scuffled. Just a lot of mediocrity, and this is what yeah. we said. This is what I kept mentioning when the Cubs were shitting down their leg in May which I, I, the cup season seems a lot more worse than it is because May has been their only losing uh, month. Mm-hmm. But it's like we kept saying, you don't have to be that great of a team. And I was, and I was just talking about the National League Central. Right. But like besides the Dodgers and the Braves and like, you know, the Giants, you know, they're playing good ball, Phillies lately. There's not a lot of great teams in the National League. It really like isn't. you just have to be like kind of okay, and you're going to get in the playoffs. And you know, obviously, the Cubs have been doing that, yep. but uh, it's going to be a great race here uh, for the Cubs. So, I think uh, frustrating as hell right. to beat the best team in baseball, and then go out and lose two or three to the fucking Mets, who sold everyone and suck.
0: I don't think Miami has the horses to stay in the wild card, and so with the Cubs being the Cubs and Cincinnati both being a half games out. Arizona's two games out of the wild card. San Diego's for some reason still only four games out of the wild card in the NL that's I gonna be that's gonna be the fun race to watch is that NL wild card. because yeah, a lot of oh. I mean if you go over to the American League like Seattle's two and a half games out then Boston and New York are five games out the Angels are seven and a half like it's mm. I mean the wild card teams in the Al right now is Tampa Bay Houston and Toronto like mm. all three of those teams more than have enough firepower to stay there. Where the it, Rays, though, the,
1: the injuries are catching up. Well,
0: oh, I think like even their mascot got Tommy John. Like, <laughs> dude, it is just
1: why I don't know what is going on down there, but the Ray, I know, I think they're, I think what they're like four or five games, uh, ahead in first for the first wild card, yeah, but. Dude, you get into the dog days. The, the bullpen guys aren't as sharp as they were back in April and May. They keep getting more innings on guys. Uh, there was a reason they were trying to trade for Lance Lynn. They needed someone to just go out there and eat innings. And hey, Lance Lynn's been pretty good with the Dodgers, but oh, I don't know, And the, the Rays uh, might... Did you I hear the know. whole
0: Lance Lynn interview with AJ? Did you watch the whole thing or just the part about the Sox?
1: Uh, just the Sox part.
0: So... Dude, it it was pretty funny. So AJ asked him, or it wasn't AJ, it was another call. He's like, Hey man, I noticed since you've been back on the Dodgers, you're uh you're pitching better and you're you're definitely utilizing that fastball a little bit more. Uh what's up with that? And the first thing, fucking Lance, first thing he says is, Well, it's a little easier to pitch when you have the lead. <laughs> I was just like, Oh, Lance! And then he's but he also said that right away. LA's pitching, isn't it Mark Pryor? Yes. Yeah, Mark Pryor right away was just like, your elbow is here, it needs to be here, and we need your arm slot to be here on your two-seamer. And he's like, these little tweaks, all of a sudden I'm feeling better, I'm seeing a little bit more movement on my stuff, I have a lot more confidence in my fastball, which he only throws fastballs. And so, but yeah, when he dropped that, it's easier to pitch when you have the league. I was just like, "Yo!" So they all started laughing too. It was hey, pretty funny. I,
1: I do got to say that first start, he 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 was pitching great. He pitched, I think, seven or eight innings against the A's, and he was leading. Dodgers were leading all the way. He gave up three home runs, like in an inning, and right. The Dodgers were like, "Well, he will do that." <laughs> yep.
0: Well, that's yeah. I mean, that's what it. Lucas hasn't.
1: Lucas having a cold. tough
0: time in LA, but.
1: I was catching uh, some of those Dodgers games, too. They love Joe Kelly. He is a rock star. Well, that's one of the,
0: again, that's why I wouldn't say Belly coming back to the Cubs is 100%, because Belly, like, these dudes like going back to the Dodgers. It's just weird. Like, again, I think it's like 98% chance he goes back to the Cubs, but, like, you just, with that L.A. team, you just cannot rule it out. I'm sorry, you just can't rule it out. It's it's weird. I don't know how else to describe it, but apparently Elvis just cleared the bases as a big old fuck you to me for saying why is he playing. There but you go. Know.
1: I mean, you're trying to win ball games, so you got to you
0: got you got to win. Got to win ball games. Apparently, when you're 14 games out of the worst division, you gotta in got to down
1: the. You got to the. You got to chase.
0: I'm telling you all, I'm not kidding. There's just random times during the day where I'll just sit here and be like, all they had to be is a 500 team. And I get like seriously upset. Like it's just like,
1: well, no. I mean, we been, uh, talk, been talking about it since the trade deadline how they've been saying like, oh, we're trying to compete for 2024. The Salvador Perez rumors, and it always go. We always have these conversations. It's like, well, how? Like you know, when we talk about the Bears and their coaches, it's like, well, how much do you actually want them to win? Because you know they're the problem, and if they keep winning, they're going to stick around longer. Like, right. imagine if the Sox just end the season. They. I'm not saying they're gonna. They're, they're not gonna get to the playoffs. Let's just say they go on a run here. They finish above 500 in the second half. Th- they're gonna point to that and be it, like, "Hey, uh, we we finished strong. We have a good group here." Jerry's <sighs> gonna be like, "We trust the front office and the decisions they're making."
0: Well, they're gonna. They're up eight two now on the Yankees, but they're gonna point
1: it- to like, watch. They're gonna. Uh, uh, how can i here. say do beat will the, beat the cubs because because of baseball yeah they'll point to that at the end of the year be like you know we faced some teams who were uh trying to get to the playoffs we knocked them off so <laughs> cleveland that that series, series winning cleveland like hey you know we are facing division rivals and uh they're trying to make the playoffs we played well against them
0: it's tough to like put this into words so i will always root for white Sox wins Always will. The White Sox winning right now or finishing the second half of the season over 500 might be more harmful to the team than it would be good. So it's a confliction because, yes, then the, there's their crutch. Exactly what Aldo said. Look how we finished. Look at this if team. You
1: want to go to like the, the draft talk, like, there's the whole draft lottery, and just because you get worse record uh, doesn't mean you get the number one pick, but you still want to finish bottom three, and I think right now they're what they're like fourth, maybe fourth, fifth. It's like, and that's the other thing. The other thing, it's like, well, you know, you you are trying to build a culture, whatever. You don't want just guys losing. Half of these guys aren't going to be here next year. Who, it doesn't matter that they lose. Who yeah. cares? Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: fine. Watch they're not the going to be here. The the White Sox rip off like 15 in a row, led by Elvis Andrews batting 600. And it's just, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, boy. Oh, that's kind of funny. Michael Lorenzo, like I said, he pitched a no-hitter in a pair of vans. They just sent him to Cooperstown. Oh there you go. So there's going to be a pair of vans in Cooperstown. <laughs> there's a sentence you never thought you'd hear anybody say ever. <laughs> a pair of van cleats are now People in People are saying
1: Michael Lorenzo and best two-way player in MLB history.
0: Maybe I don't think Shohei's
1: ever pitched a no hitter.
0: Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Because God, when he does, ooh, ESPN and Twitter will be insufferable.
1: <laughs> As if, oh my, does it with the Cubs opening day next year. Oh, be sick. <laughs> oh but I was that... gonna say the one the one scenario I see Bellinger not even getting close back to the Dodgers, if the Dodgers just go out there and be like all right, Shohei. Here's six hundred and fifty million. Stay out 650 here. Six hundred and
0: fifty million. Shohei, we will pay your kids. You think Bobby Bonilla <laughs> got a deal? Yeah. You think Bobby Bobby Bonilla got a deal? We will straight. We'll give you. We will 700 make seven hundred million the dollars yeah, we'll over name the a next contract eighty after years. You. Yeah, it'll be the Shohei deal. The We're Otani already, contract. You already have a rule named after you, so. You're- all yeah. the
2: way up to your third generation of uh, of your your family name will yeah. get.
0: They give the Shohei eight hundred
1: million over forty years. Well, dude, I was joking last offseason when we were seeing the big shortstop contracts. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, what's the team to be like? All right, 20, 20 years, a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like the fifty million a year for twenty years, you defer some of that money
2: even longer. Who cares? money who cares like they make that up no problem
1: oh man, dude this, dude imagine any daughters. team any team that shohei otani goes to immediately number one day one you're number you're the number one jersey seller in the world day one like you're the you have entire nation who's gonna be buying your merch it's just such an easy like oh man
0: Scott Merkin's going to the uh, White Sox defense on Twitter, saying they announced Middleton's name, but you couldn't hear it because of all the booze. But they didn't do anything else. There's a video going around right now that shows that's not what
1: happened. Uh, I was going to say there's <laughs> another. Uh, I think from the Daily Herald, uh, Daily Herald, uh, Scott Gregor, who <laughs> after Khan talked, he tweeted out, he's like, "Say whatever you want about Rick Khan, but he doesn't hide." <laughs> Everybody is just like. Are, are you serious, guy? It's
0: it's tough to hide when uh, Jerry and Kenny like do like synchronized swimming, kick your butt to kick you in front of the reporters, so they can go hang out with Bill. And Cowher. then
1: somebody somebody was like, "Well, I mean, the, and this was on Monday night, and somebody replied, it's like they haven't had socks fast in three years.'" And he's like, "Well, do you think that was his decision?" It's like, uh, you, "You don't got to be going this hard for Rick Hunt. Like, <laughs> come on, it's right,
0: okay." Like, I will never get the uh, the people that defend Han and shit. Like, I understand there's some people that like just want to swim against the the tide just to be that guy. But like, when people that I know are smart do shit like that, it's always disappointing.
1: Dude, like, that's why it's such a sweet gig.
0: Because yeah.
1: why? why? Why do those people still defend Rick Han? And because I mean it's partly true, but again he's also been part of the problem. It's because mm-hmm. they it just goes back to ownership. It's like oh well Jerry,
0: it, it, oh well Jerry. It's always just Jerry.
1: Oh well Jerry,
0: Jerry, Jerry, Jerry,
1: Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. Oh Jerry. And by the way, <laughs> I was Jerry. thinking how remember uh, when the Bulls also Jerry Rensworth's uh, team when they when they redid the front office. Everybody was like, ah, oh, finally, finally. Like that hasn't mm-hmm. gone all that good with the Bulls either. Imagine if Jerry Reinsdorf was just like, uh, I'll just keep these guys around. Just because he sees what's happening with the Bulls, he's like, "Ah, uh, I don't want that happening. I don't want to I don't want to pay two different sets of guys. I'll just keep these guys.
0: It's just wild to me. Like, and the people that like, especially like it's when you see like the national broadcast and they're just like, what this team needs is a total teardown from the top down. It's like, we've needed that for a decade, bro. Like <laughs> you guys aren't exactly Whoa. like, I, st-
1: <laughs> I can't Whoa. Get o- I cannot get over that, that graphic of the three longest tenured GMs. Yeah. And it's yep. Cashman world yep. series, but yeah, you know, Yankees fans are on them every day. Yep. Had a bad,
0: having a bad year this year. Mike
1: Rizzo nationals he they've he's had world some series. failures but one world, world series 2019 world and series? then rickhan <laughs> two playoff wins
0: one of these things does not belong here one, one of these things, things is are... not the same one of these things are dead oh <laughs> is <that> actual, <laughs> you got an actual actual question in the comments do you guys think pca comes up in september do you think i do come up yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I do. The I Cubs would, I, now. Uh, nope. Shout out to uh, one of the co- like you said. So I'd never read the comments, but shout out to the guy uh, commenting back on an article about PCA when he got called up to AAA, and I just offhand mentioned that he could he could come up in September. Be like, oh, you don't know the forty man rules. The Cubs have uh, two more spaces open on the forty man roster. They can just add mm-hmm. him on. Uh, <laughs> not that complicated. He is he is the perfect. Call like up. bench guy in September that you need, yeah. he plays elite defense and he's fast as hell.
2: <laughs> and he's going to get to experience something from the bench, like a, a, what could be a little bit of a little bit of a run. So he's going to get some experience in in that sense too. He's going to know what it feels like. So that's that's, There's so many good things about pulling him up at this point, and and the fact that he hits bombs for being such a like a little
1: guy. He's like if we, it's again. We're still swimming, and I do think it's going to be true. Cubs are still going to be in the race here. Mm -hmm. playoff race he's gonna be he's gonna be again in that atmosphere where hopefully he gets that experience now so that he's not overwhelmed when he is like an everyday starter next year hopefully Mm -hmm. where he he doesn't where he gets a sense of pressure but it's not all at once like he's Mm -hmm. like okay i felt this before Mm -hmm. i you know i've come up forty thousand screaming their heads off having to face it's whatever the polar
0: opposite of what you said about the white Sox. you don't want to bring a kid in this toxic environment you want to bring a kid like pca up when you're in a when you're playing meaningful baseball something, yeah. Po- yeah. Posi-
1: like something positive it's a reward to him and again this doesn't go bad if he if he honestly i no matter what i would still bring him up but like you know if he's doing well at triple a it's a way you're showing your systems down across the minor leagues if mm-hmm. you do well at systems will reward you Fair enough. And like it's not even it's not an out of the question thing. It's not like you're it's like I'm not saying this about Matt Murvis. And you guys know how much I've been caving for Matt Murvis. This and like I'm not, I'm not I'm Mar- not I'm not pounding the table here, be like, oh, I gotta <laughs> bring up Matt Murvis. I haven't
0: or, heard that name in a couple <laughs> well, shows. Well that's the though.
1: thing, they, they finally got a good player. Where is he at? Is 10-1. he
0: is he on the show or is he in
1: triple A again? He's still at triple A, still hitting bombs. He's just you know who he is? I mean, I think Brennan I think B oh, might have oh, called shit. it. Well, no, who was it? Whatever it is. Matt Mervis is he's in that Daniel Polka w- uh, territory. Uh-oh. Where I think, because I think at this point, it's pretty obvious that the Cubs never really believed in him as a <laughs> legit answer. Because they gave that dude 99-plate appearances. And they're like, uh, <laughs> and we want Trey Mancini. And Trey Mancini <laughs> Yeah.
2: You know, so but, but- I
1: kind of feel bad because it seemed like a nice dude, humble guy who when he was up, he's like, yeah, man, I'm trying hard. I'm trying to talk with coaches, trying to talk with players, trying to see how I can adjust. But that it might be a guy who's just like a 4A player. Hey, you can't be right about uh, everything. No.
0: But, uh, oh, believe me. I, here's I'm this, so to
2: picture this, Aldo, because think about this. PCA is up, right? Post- it's like late in the season, right? Tie ball game, bottom of the ninth inning at Wrigley. Gomez gets a base hit. Now Gomez runs like he's got, you know, like slower than molasses in winter. So time, PCA, pinch run. And then I picture him stealing second, stealing third, and then just scoring on like a, a ball just that kind of bounces up near the plate and he just catches a pitcher sleeping. And when the, the kid, that's the things that he does as well as a base runner, he creates havoc. Yep. And having a kid like that, even in a pinch running capacity, no matter what situation you're in, makes your team better. And you have a guy that's going to make people make stupid mistakes because he's all over. Like he he plays Pete Rose ball, man. I, I, he he plays like a Pete Rose to me. Like it, it's he's playing through you. I am telling you, he is going
1: to piss off so many mm-hmm. other people's fans, and I am going to live for <laughs> every second.
0: <laughs> it is fun this when it's dude, your guy.
1: This dude is. I, I don't even know the word. Like he's. Fire like whatever stereotypical thing that things are said
2: about guys who are
1: just like show offy, he is that to the max.
2: Here's the thing too though, he's show offy but fundamentally sound. Oh yeah, yeah. So like so like he he's not a guy that's gonna go on. like he he'll get a job done in situations, like tons of situations, because he's a good fundamental guy. So you've got a guy now that not only is he gonna be like a fireball, but he's a fireball that does the right things. He's not making stupid mistakes. Like so that's the best part. He's not like blindly a fireball he's a legit controlled chaos which I like love the other I day I
1: mean. uh, or I forget it was like the, sometime in the past week he was at triple uh, he A was, he was leaning over to bunt gets drilled in the helmet helmet comes flying off he just like sprints to first base and is just seething at the pitcher just staring <laughs> a hole through this dude's face everyone's <laughs> like oh love it and he has just it's and vinegar man yeah, no, he is. He is everything that you want in a player, and then he's he has the talent to back it up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like he has that he, he has that like douchebaggery to him, where it's like on the it's on the edge of cocky, but confident swagger. swagger. And and you obviously, if you're a fan of the team, you look. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: So I got <laughs> one's a stat, one's a funny ass tweet. Since Jose Ramirez knocked out Tim Anderson, the Guardians are one and four, and the White Sox are four and one. Uh, and then Tom Fornelli just tweeted out: "The Yankees have twenty-seven World Series titles and four losses to the forty-seven and sixty-nine Chicago White Sox."
1: <laughs> <sighs>
0: I mean, no matter for
1: the Yankees against the uh, Chicago. Huh? No
0: matter how rough it gets, beating the Yankees is always sweet.
1: I just, oh, and just I was close. with you, though. In a in a in a season where, like, obviously your team's out of it, you gotta. Yep. I know we've been saying like you kind of want to lose for the better draft position. It's not but the
0: same when, in baseball, though. It's weird.
1: But it's w- there are certain games where, like, no matter how shit your team is, you like when you were when you were uh, uh, so happy when they fucking got Class A against Cleveland on Sunday. Yep. It's like yes, yeah, that's a division rival. You obviously hate them for years. You yes. still love to see those moments playing the Yankees, kicking their ass two out of three. That feels great.
0: Yeah, I want Class A to never get another save in the rest <laughs> of his career.
1: You would say that, Rangers fan.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're yeah, like, oh, what
2: hat am I wearing?
0: Yeah, I was like, uh, uh what? <laughs> uh, and you're right, Ian. Starting pitcher uh, number five for the White Sox, kind of having
2: a pretty s- solid year.
1: Oh, it, oh, they're picking up his option.
2: Yeah. And, to be all what do you think of the Smiley move?
1: Oh, love it. Uh, so one I, of the things I just, just, just don't going think off
0: because- of Just going off of your two's commentary of him, I having not seen him throw all baseball this year, I think it's the right move. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure was
1: it the
2: doo-doo message that you
0: posted? The doo-doo message and the fact that Kevin's like one more bad outing away from hopping on a plane just to like...
1: It's crazy how Harding, uh, Drew Smiley and Jameson Tyon have basically switched. In- yep. How yep. Cubs fans feel about Drew Smiley had like a two and a half ERA at the end of May, looked great. It's like, hey, th- had, he had the near perfect game against the Dodgers. Uh, and then he's been we're shit. Like, in the, but we're taking victory laps. Like 10 starts. Uh, Jameson Tyon, on the other hand, his first, I mean, he got injured in the middle of April, missed time, came back, was brutal. Every mistake, every pitcher makes mistakes, multiple mm-hmm. mistakes every game, but every mistake he was making, it seemed like every team was hitting a home run. it was like, like he was not getting the bad block. everything was just a double off the wall or a home run it's like fuck there's no this guy isn't that bad i've i've seen his numbers i've seen him pitch before he is not this bad he's turned around he has a 2.17 ERA in his last 6 starts uh drew Smiley, lefty i mean he's older guy he's like what 34 maybe 35 it, I don't know. I don't think he's completely lost it, but he's he, because he did have that solid uh, outing against the Cardinals, a bad Cardinals team, uh,
2: mm-hmm. last Friday in St. Louis.
1: But it looks bad. Like, it is.
2: I, I think there's a reason why he's bounced around the way he has in his career too. Like this is this is just the Drew Smiley kind of thing. He he has. He's that a fifth
1: classic. starter. He's just yeah. like yes,
2: yeah. He has, he has <laughs> flashes of like where you're like, damn, he looks really good, and then you're like, now. I mean, since like June 15th, he's been like.
1: Yeah, bad.
2: extremely bad. And so as a result, I mean, it's the opposite too, but that's why My you look at his numbers and it makes sense. Do you guys trust
0: him coming out of the bullpen?
1: Well, that's what I was going to bring up is like, well, he's been terrible, but like, is this a guy, is this a guy well, you want to bring in? We,
0: and, but we've said it a couple times about a bunch of different players. There's a difference between going out there with the mindset that you got to go six innings Yeah. versus I got to go out there and get three outs.
1: I think at this point, for me, Drew Smiley has to go in a spot where he is the pure long man, and that and that's not that's that's not me saying like he has to be the piggyback guy as he's been as he was for uh, against St. Louis back to back times. It's more a blowout either way. Those are the times I want to see Drew Smiley right now. Either the, Cubs
2: he on- big, the Cubs are he-
1: big. The Cubs are down big.
2: Fair Can enough. he be okay. Montgomery? He could be Mike Montgomery. Montgomery was kind of starter-ish too, and then kind of bumped back as a lefty arm that could be effective. when he embraces Ooh. the role. So the key right now, what sucks is the Marcus
1: Stroman injury, which he got the quarter zone shot in the in his hip. I think he, I think his first game back might be against the White Sox, which which we saw how that went last possible
0: twenty <laughs> k game right there for him,
1: or he gets hit around. Yeah, um, hopefully, right. but that's a guy who. You know, was also fantastic, and then lost it. But maybe I hope, I hope that it was truly the injury. And hey, it does make sense because he looked great prior to this flare-up. The Cubs yeah. right now have Javier Assad and Hayden Wozneski. I have no oh, idea what the fuck they're doing with Hayden Wozneski. I now
0: know who Assad is because he was on one of the Player of the Month missions for MLB The Show. Okay, so he must, a, he must have had a he must had a good July
3: because
0: he, he, oh, he got a he got a pumped up card.
1: He's been pretty damn good in his role. Like, he was playing the guy, he was the long, the long reliever uh, for the Cubs for the past few months, and he was saving the bullpen. He was coming in, throwing three to four innings, not allowing runs, keeping the Cubs in games. He's, he, Assad right now is filling in for Strowman in the rotation, but now you have Smiley out. They moved up Tyon in the rotation, Mm -hmm. so he's going to pitch again on Sunday. So, like, the the Strowman injury kind of fucked things up because. Now you have to have Assad. You're losing him out of the bullpen. Hayden Mm -hmm. Wisniewski, they're pitching him a couple innings, and then tonight he didn't have it. He only pitched one inning. Uh, I wish he was used better, more as a spot starter. Justin Steele has been obviously fantastic this year. Yeah, But the one thing we we do forget, and I completely – this hasn't been on my mind until this past week when it was brought up. Yes, he's, like, what, 27, 28 years old? Last year, he only pitched, like, 119 innings. That was his career high. I think mean, he's already passed that this year, and we're kind of seeing his last couple starts, he's still getting the job done, but he hasn't been as sharp. He's not missing as many bats anymore. Uh, so I'm kind of a little, oh, man. I don't know if you, once Stroman comes back, if and I, I know there's a couple off days in the schedule, like, maybe you push back, Steele, give him that extra day of rest or something, because... I'm kind of nervous as to what he's going to look like in his first season where he's going to get this amount of innings. The Cubs feel like
2: they're at this point where not picking up an additional arm at the trade deadline is kind of a wish we would have kind of thing.
0: Well, is there a kid you'd want to see come up?
1: Well, it's Ben Brown. Right, I know he got hurt. And they got (laughs) hurt. I mean, I think they could serve... Once Strowman gets back, and I think they said he should be back uh, the minimum amount of time. Once he gets back, and if Asad keeps like he just has to pitch like a fifth starter, don't blow up early, get innings, get five. If you're lucky, you're in the sixth. But I, they need to do. They need to figure out what they're doing with Woznyski because I don't get this whole. Oh, oh, wait. Caleb Killian has been up,
4: Killian, or yeah. he got
1: called up.
2: Yeah, he got called up.
1: He might be a guy who, hey, after all, maybe he does play a role. That would be great because we, I mean, we've liked him. You right know, Kevin from the KB yeah. trade. He struggled the past few times that he's been called up. Command, maybe right? he's figured he's figured some stuff out, and I mean, the numbers look a lot better the past month at AAA, and he's another guy who can give you some length. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, as we like, we all like length. Maybe he's the guy who steps up.
2: Someone and with could. command too, he could be effective. If you get your command, someone's
0: gotta clip that. Come on, you both can't let that go unpotched. That's why i emphasized.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so fellas length
1: length does matter sometimes.
0: Not so much girth. Not, oh wait, uh to do with pitching. So we're over the two two you hour guys mark. can
1: give it to you pretty good, yeah.
0: We're over the two hour <laughs> mark. This is just clip central right now. Uh
1: we're <laughs> over the 2 hour
0: mark. This is usually where we would do the NASCAR minute with NASCAR Mitch. But Mitch is working. He did do his own little episode uh during the day today around noon. Um go check that out. Uh this is a reminder yeah. to everyone out there to subscribe but also to put on our episodes and then just turn the volume off and let them play while you sleep at night. Uh, that can help us out a great deal.
2: Um, we, we can do a whole episode of ASMR and just have Zoe scratch his beard, right? I yeah. can drink, like, through the straw, and you can hear, like...
0: Oh, all right, fine. Just for my guy, Ian. In lieu of the NASCAR Minute, turn your headphones down, everybody. Where is that? Here we go.
3: I started drinking at 6 a.m., and we're here now. I don't know what time it is, but I'm rolling deep. And those cars are going real fast and real laugh, son. They're going fast and left. Fuck yeah.
4: <laughs> and
0: that's your NASCAR minute with NASCAR Mitch. Um, yeah, no, I agree with Healy. Mitch did a great video. I wish he would do great videos at night when we do our show, but that's neither here or there. <laughs> I feel like we're getting a uh, destiny child over here, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys got any last tidbits you like before getting Timberlake going on. <laughs> wrap this up.
1: Um, socks play the brewers this weekend. You know, I hope you guys didn't save all your good baseball for the, for Cleveland and the Yankees. Are you talking about keep, that one of the hottest teams in baseball? Yeah, keep it, Keep it going. Yeah. You know what? Forget everything I said about Pedro Grifol. Keep playing the veterans. Keep <laughs> 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 at least for this weekend when you guys play the Brewers.
0: Hey, we're almost twenty games on back to five hundred.
1: Climbing, so. climbing. Hey, the Cubs have to. They, the Cubs have to dig themselves out too. At one point, yep. maybe the Sox. Sox are just taking a little longer. And as we know, they have a better group of uh, better group of guys now. Better culture.
0: Oh, better culture, yeah. Yeah, they definitely got rid of notorious assholes, Jake Berger and Lucas Uh, Giolito. that is is another weird thing that they've been like almost like subliminally like putting in like Han. Han will be like, Yeah, you know, we're gonna see the kids in the corner, you know. Andrew Vaughn's a great leader, and then we're gonna do the it's like what what he did that a couple times where it wasn't in the right context at all, and he'd just be like yeah, you know, we've been looking around and blah blah blah. And it's nice day outside and Andrew Vaughn's a great leader and we're gonna try some new things with the turf and it's like, wait, what, <laughs> dude? Like, why do you keep doing that? I don't know. They're trying to really get that narrative out there. But shout out to Andrew Vaughn's upper body strength for absolutely ragdolling Tim Anderson out of that scuffle. Yeah. That's that that's a hard I mean, I know he's not Tim's not exactly the biggest guy in baseball, but when a guy is trying to like not be carried and you're carrying him like that, that was pretty impressive. But yeah, hopefully uh, when we get back together next week, uh, the White Sox aren't the biggest embarrassment in major league baseball.
1: Sweep the Brewers, make the Brewers like dumb.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm Sure. Do it. Do it. Go, to,
1: <laughs> go to Christian Yelich into a fight.
0: Why not? Other than that, I'm yeah. I'm just going to start streaming Bar- Barons games. Who is the guy who is the yeller again? Project Birmingham 8.6.
2: <laughs> who is the yeller in those in the fight pictures? Uh, oh, Roman. Uh. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Viking. Yop. Yeah.
0: I need an
3: adult. Yeah. <laughs> Hot <Home> monitor. <laughs> These guys are fighting.
1: Mom, mom, mom,
0: mom! <laughs> mom pick me up! I'm scared.
1: <laughs> mom,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he definitely looks like the mom. Pick me up! I'm scared, kid. <laughs> oh, I cool. don't.
1: I don't remember if he was the same guy. I remember in the uh, in the John Boy breakdown video. I, I don't know if he, if he was also the guy who just like he threw his glove because he didn't want to lose it or whatever. And he's the one who know. just flung it, to, so he didn't lose his glove in the in the scuffle. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, all right. Cubs well, Blue Jays, my uh, my World Series from like 2019. This
0: really? No, <laughs> that's happening Blue Jays been playing some pretty good baseball. They that's are. That's, a, that's a and that's another reason I'm team.
1: glad that Smiley's in the bullpen because I did not want him facing uh, that lineup.
0: But it's weird. It, I, I don't feel to see like. It, the Cubs are playing to the level because that was an impressive series against Atlanta, hmm. and then a complete dumper against the Mets. And Played what's the dumper, difference Offense meant to
1: the tank. The Braves
0: are one of the best teams in baseball, and the Mets suck.
2: It's rainy yeah. and gross in New York, too, and it's fucking New York. The, yeah. yeah, that's true.
1: Pete Alonzo, who may or may not have taken a part in 9-11, has 15 <laughs> home runs in <laughs> the games. I think, against the Oh, fuck, dude. Where did that
0: come from? Um, you,
1: you guys seen the meme?
0: Oh, I forgot about that. All right, yes. I <laughs> said, I
1: said, it I was going to forgive him, but they—they they didn't. Trade.
0: That just caught. Wow. Okay, <laughs> I'm awake now.
1: Holy shit. Uh, clip that. He. So who's who's <laughs> the guy that you guys are always pissed off that the Sox pitched you? Is it? It's Jose Ramirez, right? Yeah, it's Jose Ramirez. But, Pete Alonzo, the Mets aren't even in the Cubs division. He has 15 home runs in 28 games. He's averaging one every more than one every two games.
0: Yeah, I I didn't Don't know.
1: Don't to the dude.
0: I kind of figured the reasoning, but I did see uh somebody, I think it might have been Cody too that was just like uh just intentional walk Peter Alonso every time.
1: <laughs> I think this series he had <laughs> what was <it> like <laughs> I think I think he was the, I think he had what like four home runs and ten RBIs. That, that was like 75% of the Mets offense this entire series. Don't pitch to the guy.
0: Yeah, I was I knew this was gonna make its way onto our show. <laughs> I, I saw Wait, dude, the, you gotta uh, say that. Gotta I, saw, that I saw the tweet and I was like, this is gonna be on a NASCAR minute so quickly. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Fitz had some stuff ready to go, yeah. but no NASCAR minute. But all right, that's it for fids. That's all though. I'm um, so disclaimer Pete Alonzo had nothing to do with 9 11. Uh, I said may or
1: may not have. That is, disclaimer.
0: that is the Pitwheels and Ivy. Uh, make sure you subscribe, uh, put us on in the background, listen to the shows. Um, DMs are always open. If there's someone you want to see on the show or something you guys want us to talk about, just let us know, shoot your shot. And um, we will see you guys next week.
3: This Padres pitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgers is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. or the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now Lee or Ganty So the whole league that we hear now yes. New show with a new mood, Discussions and interviews stray rumors that Mike might be. be This is Pinwheels and Knife Yeah This is what you waiting for, yeah You can put it on the boy, yeah Every season they get all changed Take me out to the bar game This is what you waiting for, yeah you waiting for You can put it on the boy it all, change. It all change. Take me out to the bargain. Yeah. Bar, this, yeah. yeah. this is what you're waiting for You, you, can, can, put on board, yeah. you can put it on a board yeah. Every season make it all change.